fill in marketing, but Sorry, I was Sorry, I just PR. started because now it sounds like you're getting into something that I want to Oh hear. my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> so, you know, speaking of the whole Julia Fox Kanye gate, it's like when I was working at a, a PR company in LA, um, I remember um, this woman, I believe her name was, I don't remember her last name, but Stacy. She was a wrestler and she was dating Keebler. George. Stacy Keebler. Oh my God. Oh, so I, she I was a so client. Fast. She, she got me through puberty. on our firm's <laughs> roster. Really? And so when she started dating George Clooney, I kid you not, there was this like, we got to milk this for everything it's worth. And we did. And we got her. I think it's the same thing that happened with Julia Fox. We got her into everything. Just because she was dating George Clooney. And people, oddly enough, not surprisingly enough, but, I mean, we're very much like we want to know about the woman that George Clooney is dating. And yep. that really kind of skyrocketed her for a very long time. I mean, she was getting deals and interviews and all because she was dating George Clooney. So what you a had, world we live in. It yeah. is a matter of fact. That what is how the world, world of PR we... works. Like, women have dated me and, <laughs> <laughs> and things have gotten really bad <laughs> Like they, the they, they've, they've nosedived. <laughs> Some of them we never saw again. That is like, hilarious. They're just like I just, I just. They're just like living in some island in yeah. like Thailand and Malaysia. <laughs> yeah. They're like it's bad out there. I want to you don't you don't have the Kanye effect, do you? No, no, no I do not. Mm. Well, the, I can ruin a life easily. I di- <laughs> I did watch a TikTok because you were talking about TikTok. There is a TikTok of this girl describing because the Kim Kardashian Kanye thing yes. has been like. Ruffle it like people get really offended. And yeah. If you make fun of Kim, people hate it. Yeah. And but people also don't want to mess with mental illness, but then they mess with Kanye about it. Yeah. It, it's a whole conundrum. It's insane. It, it's and a you the, 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 the mental illness thing. Every time I think of like the mental illness thing now, and I would never downplay it, but I think of like the Kyrie Irving thing that's been going on oh, over the last sure. two years. So yeah. Kyrie Irving, because you don't want to when someone says that they have like like mental or, or Ben Simmons, same mm-hmm. thing. Like those mm-hmm. two are not super high on the NBA list right now because they're basically getting paid $30 million to not play basketball. But when you start... Think about like what that's like. Like uh, if you're... If you do something wrong or something that no one likes... Yeah. A couple of your friends will probably tell you about it or your wife will 100% tell you about it. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> Give her a mic. But, <laughs> but just think about like like the, the thing with Ben Simmons. Like I can't imagine what that's like when everybody online just yeah, attacks you. Everyone absolutely. goes to your Instagram, everyone goes to your Twitter, and just starts saying you're terrible, you're garbage, you're shit, you're overpaid. I mean, I I, I know sometimes, I'm sure sometimes people abuse that to kind of get out of stuff, but it's super hard to discount that somebody would, you know, like that would take, they're all just like, just ignore it. Well, Who really ignore ignores well, it, though? Yeah. And I, mean, I, I pride myself in living in the gray. Like, I am the queen of more than two things can be true at the same time right and so what i realized is though a lot of people actually don't live like that that it's either they kind of live in these absolutes and so it's interesting because i don't know if you've been following johnny and this like amber (laughs) amber case because obviously (laughs) it's insane it's on everywhere it's on tiktok if you're on tiktok it's everywhere but right like two things can be true like she could obviously be someone who has um, been a victim of sexual assault, right? Sure. But also she put feces on the bed, right? So these two things are true, mm-hmm. but right, but people are like, well, it can't be true because of this, or it can't be true because of this. And so, I'm like, that's yeah. not quite how that Sometimes works. Sometimes you just pick yeah. a side and the yeah. people just die hard with They're sides. They're die hard. And, and you can't put stuff like that in front. Like, that's probably a great example that I saw someone today 
that are just like diehard Amber Heard supporter, others that are diehard. Let's quite frankly, they were both probably abusing each other. Yeah, no, yeah, and I mean they just were. There's just odds, there's and then right in relationships, we don't know what we don't know about what exactly. was going on behind closed doors, yeah. right? I can get into pop culture all day. Let me tell you something. Well, talk, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Toxic relationships are yeah, a two-way I mean, street, especially yes, in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of stuff behind. And Hollywood in itself, having worked in it, is just a... So, a different place. <laughs> so how? So how? So I, I mean, L.A. itself is a different place. Yes. And then you th- then L.A. has a different. There's L.A. being different. And then there's Hollywood there, L.A., which is yes, very very different. Absolutely. So, so how did you? Are you from around here? So did you? I'm from Cleveland. I grew up in Ohio City. Okay. Like I went to kindergarten. So your and core, you're through normal. Twelve. Yeah. Before <laughs> Ohio City was like a hot. Before spot. Ohio City, Ohio City was a hot spot. Yes, I was. I was living over there. Actually, there's a group of us that are like OC kids and like. Did you party at the Franklin Castle? Oh, cool, cool, cool. Me oh, too. Like, yeah, Castle. like, there's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. And yeah. then even when I got back, when they remodeled it or whoever owns it now, I mean, they were still having parties, I think, up until the pandemic. So that was pretty cool. I never got invited. I live right there. Oh. <laughs> Come yeah, on, that Franklin. Sucks. Come on, Franklin. Come on. Franklin, I'm trying to see the ghost, too. Franklin the turtle. Invite me to one of your parties. Oh, my I, God. I just ended up there one night, and I do not know how. Oh, my gosh. But I was like... We should do this more. I don't know. Yeah, why. were you on like the first floor? Did you were you around when they had the top floor open, or were you just on the first floor? Just on the first floor. Yeah, because I, I knew think for a while. They I think were... I knew there was a like a top floor, yeah. but at the time when I was, I don't think I did. Yeah. And then like weeks later, they're like, "Did you on the top floor?" I'm like, "What top floor?" I know. <laughs> well, then and then when I went like some years back, they were remodeling, so you kind of couldn't even go up there. But um, yeah, so from Ohio City and. Um, Went off to college and then graduated from college from Wittenberg University in 2010. And okay. literally after I graduated from Wittenberg, I was literally on the next flight out like a week after graduation. Like I was like, I got to go. I got to get out of here. Like it's time for me to leave. And I spent a, almost four years working literally in Hollywood. Like my first job was working the Academy Awards. And then after that, like... It was just all kind of downhill from there. You must there. be fucking awesome in interviewing. Yeah, well, <laughs> when you're a publicist, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you yeah. kind of, you yeah. know, you're used to it. But, I mean, I think it was interesting because, you know, I had did all that by the time I turned, like, 23 or 24. And then I moved back home. And, like, people were just now getting into their, like, real jobs. And, like, that was yeah. a very interesting dynamic. Um, yeah, yeah. Th- 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 that always is, you know, like, yeah. I mean, like some people, uh, we've talked to a lot of people that are mid late twenties and they're like, this is exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. I've known since like junior year of high yeah. school and other people that are just like, it's just not like I that am for still looking mm-hmm. for that thing that I, th- and neither one are wrong, you yeah. know, I know it's not, but people yep. like me are jealous of people like you that are, you know, that kind of just know that and like hit it right away. Like I was terrified when I left college. I'm like, I can't move away. Are you crazy? Yeah. Like, well, I, can't, I always kind of knew I wanted to do it because I watched a lot of the hills and Laguna Beach <laughs> and Lauren Conrad somehow got into PR and marketing. And I was like, that's what I want to do with my life. You're the first person I met. I was like, yeah, Lauren Conrad was low key my inspiration. It was goals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I ended up living that yeah. for, and then I, and then I'm still in marketing and communications, but as I aged, I realized like it was more important for me to, be in a space where I can advocate because I just loved advocacy. I grew yeah. up 
you know, even in Ohio City, like my parents would take me to the Salvation Army and we would, I was in church and that church would give out lunches to kids after school and stuff like that. So I, that was always kind of ingrained in me. And I was like, oh, I could use my expertise to elevate causes and uh -huh. elevate people. And, you know, I feel like a lot of Midwest, we're kind of like that. Like we're very much like diehard Cleveland and we yeah, love our yeah. hometown and we want to pour into it and we want to keep talent here and all of those things sometimes um, too much yeah almost too much yeah, yeah. we yeah. also get like, blinded sometimes by some of the stuff like the Sean Watson this is great yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's the, the, that's a very there are certain cities and, and I'm like certain cities I've traveled to that are just different they're different like a lot of times what I found at least on the west coast and all the cities I've been to in California is that so many people are there are transplants so there's not really Really, it's not that they don't like the city. They obviously do because they move there. But it's not necessarily the same vibe as, say, like a Cleveland or a Boston or a Philly or Atlanta. You know, like th those are just different vibes because a lot of the people usually grew up there and they're diehard about their sports. They're diehard about their community. So I very much agree with you about that. And, and I think Cleveland is a very good example. Yeah, of that. it is. And I got to tell you, my friends, it was again, either black or white, either they really loved LA or they hated it. Yeah. They would be like, how have you spent so much time out here? It's just like congestion and like the, you know, po noise pollution of it all. And regular pollution. Yeah, yeah, regular pollution of it all. I mean, and just, you know, Californians, I just think that they live a completely different lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and either my friends would really love that I'm inviting them to these parties and up until 3 a.m. going to these things because I had to work them or they would be like, I would like to go back to Cleveland now. <laughs> you know, my, uh, my, brother did this. my brother did the same thing, graduated from OU, gone. He was yeah. out. He was, in, he was in Laguna Beach Wow. like a month after graduation. He was there for probably nine years, nine wow. or ten years. His, his inspiration was also Lauren Conrad. Oh, see? I think his inspiration Again. was surfing and not working. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, and, I mean, and during the day, right? There's this here, you know. Uh, there's kind of like this ritual that we kind of have, this routine that we kind of have. I mean, in LA, it would be like you know, you'd be at work and then in the middle of the day, somebody would be like, you want to just like go to the beach for lunch and like have some like drinks? Yeah. And I'm like, no. what? <laughs> That's a thing. But it was very like, when I moved back to Cleveland, it was hard to adjust a little bit because no one lives like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. especially in the winter time. And, um, also, like, we're very much, we're going to work. And sure. when we go to work, we're going to work. And then we're leaving, and then we're doing other... You know, those activities are, you know, normally reserved for after work or the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like L.A. kind of has, like, this this kind of, like... Um, I don't know. Their ritual and routines are a little bit... You can do one thing at one moment, and another moment you'd be somewhere else. And that's just kind of how it is and i think it's still like that yeah. I, I enjoyed it out there I, like to me it was and, and you're right I, I think that's also a mentality it's not even just a lifestyle it like, is it's a life, you know, like yeah. i enjoyed visiting la i enjoyed visiting new york i would lose my mind if i lived there for like a month i feel that way about new york yeah like, I like it a lot. In yeah. fact, I, I, it's a place I got married there. We go there every single year, usually yeah. for our anniversary. We love visiting there. Yeah. But if I would spend, if I had to move there, I think I'd, I honestly think I'd lose my mind. Yeah. And I, uh, it's just the way it is. I'm, I'm more, I, I'm geared for a place like this. Yeah. And but I think the more I age, right? I think, you know, and I had some friends visit me just this past weekend from LA, and you know, 
one of the reasons I was like, I just don't see myself raising a family in LA. Like we kind of have these Midwest mm. values yep. that I feel like if you're brought up in it, that never kind of goes away. Yep. And so even when I was working in LA, people would be like, you're way too nice, which is interesting here because that's not the same thing that I get here. No, yeah, no. <laughs> Either I get, I'm really nice or like, Lauren's a fucking bitch. And then, you know, it's like really weird. It's Cleveland, baby. <laughs> once, you, once you like you pass know, Indiana, it's just, like, it's just a different vibe. And yeah. I feel like the longer you stay anywhere i mean you're gonna pick up a couple of enemies along the way there's just no way around it it's so you know it's just yeah, yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> it just is what it is that's life yeah that's that is life. life well it's interesting somebody just said a couple days ago who it was not from here either they were like it's interesting like i'm trying to do some work and like when i'm talking about some of the disparities that you know are happening in cleveland like you know i just keep he hearing about like people like really hitting home with like how somebody treated them or what happened during this thing. I mean, there are like whole beefs between like CEOs because of something that happened like 20 years ago on the football field. And you're like, let it go, yeah. please. People <laughs> are can't. dying. Okay. Yeah. I and just want to buy this mattress. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, but it, it, and then in LA, it's like, I could be in West Hollywood and never see you again. If you live in Laguna beach, no. like I, it's, uh, it's up in the air. It's out of my hands. More short, like more like short term memory out there. Um, that's, that could be a thing also. It could be. Well, like, because you're right here. Yeah. We love gr like grudges. We, that's we, a season. Grudges yeah. are a thing yeah. We love here. grudges. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's not forget about the burning of LeBron's jerseys. I was like, this is a little bit of an extreme. See, right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, but 09, it was new. It was fresh. Well, where were you when that was happening? I was here. You were here? Okay. I, just, I think I had just gotten back and LeBron came back, I think, at the same. Actually, we, I think we came back. At the same exact time, so because 2013. Then, yeah, because then some a couple years later, then that's when he would have switched and yeah. gone to Miami. 2016 is when they won. Yes, he was in Miami for at least two years. Yeah, so he came back to so the he Cavs came back in, in 2013. 20, 2014 or 20. Because yeah. we went to the finals 2015 through 2018. 2015, 2016 is yeah. the year we won, right? Yeah, but that was the second year we went to the finals because the year before Kevin Love and Kyrie were hurt. In 2015. That's right. Okay. So we won so in 2016. He, we lost again in 2017. Okay. We lost again in 2018. I remember because we so we're from Akron. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, we were in we were in the Barley House downtown during that decision. And, like, I remember, you know, like, I honestly the thought. The decision? I thought he was yeah. leaving. I thought he was leaving for sure. Yeah, I because I, I was just to, like, though. who does this the whole to decision? Say, yeah. Hey, nothing's changing. Yeah. It's so dumb. no married couples like, yeah, let's have a talk. I have a decision <laughs> to make. I'm like, yeah, this is gonna work out for yeah. five more years. I do a televised event. I'm like, guys, um, yeah, I'm gonna stay with Carissa for another. Yeah, few and Carissa's sitting... like, thank God this is on television. Oh Carissa's gosh. like, Chris like locked him up. You they know? were yeah. sitting all of Cleveland down for this conversation. We, right? Yeah. We were. So, I still not, breakup. I still yeah. haven't seen the full decision special because once that was announced the barley house turned it off and i mean they were burning jerseys inside oh the my god and i looked i looked at my wife i, I thought was la like, was the only place that had forest oh fires my god. <laughs> i looked at my wife i was like we gotta get out of here we gotta get out <laughs> and yeah. we just we got up and we just left and like then oh my god then i apparently yeah that was nutty so wait, that's what i'm trying to think so four years so yeah. you came back so around 2014 2013 14 yeah. okay it would have been 2014 so what what when did you why did you decide to just was it just you just wanted to change the scenery you you missed it or was it a blend of both what was it one i think that i was trying to excel in my career 
And I mean, they will haze you in LA until you're like 30. I mean, it's just very much, you know, if you're in Hollywood, you know, I had friends who had master's degrees still working in the CAA mailroom. So, you know, there's like, (laughs) well, LA sounds like a hockey locker room. Yeah, no, (laughs) it very much is. I mean, we're talking about during that time, I believe, um, Black Swan, that movie Black Swan, the interns were like suing that, you know, the production company because they're like, yeah, they were like really harassing us to pick up some coffees, you know, but that was like the culture. And I just remember having mentors who were like, they'll never get another job again because it's like you, it was a culture of hazing, it was a culture of silencing, it was a culture of like, you just need to pay your dues. But I mean, a lot of people were paying dues until like, up until their 30s. And that was around the time where it was the last straw. Yeah. It started building and getting worse. Right? And that was like, you know, Pre Me Too, pre Time's Up, and we're not even just talking about women. Everybody is getting hazed to try and get into it. That's a different pain. Yeah, it's a different, you know, everybody is having to, yeah. yeah. That's not putting your time in on smaller accounts. Well, there's no HR. Yeah. For Hollywood. What? Oh, (laughs) right. For Hollywood, there's no HR. And then you come back here and you're like, there's processes and rules and procedures. Like, at least you can build a case. Yeah. Whereas there, you know. It's weird because we're almost like on the opposite where. We almost have too much. I've been in companies where there's too much. I'm like, this is really, like, this is a very bad employee we have. They're like, yeah, I know. We just don't have enough documentation. I'm like, I just gave you 12 emails of them saying, no, I'm not doing that. Well, my understanding (laughs) Can I please get this mattress? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, my understanding of Ohio is that it actually really is hard to, like, file um, discrimination or harassment case when it comes to... Is it the EEOC? It's, like, extremely hard to get those... It's very, 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 very difficult. Yeah. Ohio is very... Ohio's very pro in terms of, like, unemployment. Like, I found out at a company I worked for where they were trying to... Essentially, they were trying to tell us, like, hey, man, we're paying too much in unemployment. You guys got to document some of this shit better. Mm -hmm. Basically, they're saying, when someone does something wrong, you got to make sure it's documented. And uh, we're like, all right, I'm probably not going to do that because uh, I just don't care about this, and I'm yeah. somebody that might need employment one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it was uh, they were like you know in in Ohio they're like there was something something like the company had filed over the last three years something like two thousand or someone had filed two thousand unemployment claims and like one thousand nine hundred seventy of them were all accepted. Wow. But the flip side of that is if you want to. Uh, complaint sue something file against like a higher up like like a like a c-suite person i mean that's just yeah it's they're insane. like it's incredibly and there's difficult a, uh, there's a culture of protection for a Very c-suite much. people you know but my thing is as a marketing professional you know your employees are your biggest brand ambassadors and so it would behoove you to create cultures where people feel happy and can thrive and are not miserable and yet people are like no that's okay we're good <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know and um you know i'm having those conversations quite often in cleveland because i have my own marketing firm on top of working in other places but Um, I'm constantly talking about, you know, reputation management, but above all, like how we create better spaces for people in Cleveland. Like you want to keep people right. There's this huge campaign in Cleveland. We've got billboards in New York. Come back, come move here. It's cheaper to live here than New York and LA. And it's like, yeah, but we also need to protect people while they're here. We need to make sure they have a space where they feel welcome and we're accommodating for those spaces, you know, and creating that kind of culture. And I think we're, we're, we're there, we're getting there. There. Um, but in many places, there's still a culture of silence, and I think um, 
like I said, we're getting better at it, but we could do, always be doing a better job of it. Yeah, because I think we're, we are more there than um, other places. But again, if, if you stop working on it, it's probably not going to, it's going to get worse. You got, you always got to keep building on it. Absolutely. But that also reminded me, kind of coming back to where we were and also now, like I feel like the difference between like Cleveland and LA, just the pure fact of, so in Cleveland, so it's winter a lot. It's always it's bad. It's a weather. lot of winter. <laughs> it's bad weather. So what we're dealing with is like, oh man, now we gotta stay inside. We can't go out too much. Yeah. And then we, we get bottled up, bottled up, bottled up. And then yeah. when it's nice weather, then we start going out and then we're like, oh man, I need to pace myself because I was used to not going out. And then you stop going out. And there's a pattern of back and forthness, which again, like just based on what you were saying in LA. In LA, it it's just like stop. let's just do whatever, it's and, and all you get you the used time. to that, right? Yeah. Well, I still my life has not stopped since I've moved back. Like I'm yeah. out in the winter as much as I'm out in the summer. There's no like, there's no in the house for me, which is why I can't have a dog right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, part of the reason <laughs> I'm so sad about secret this, cat gal. Um, <laughs> well, you know, but you know, it's funny. Like so is uh. The, the reason I reach out to you is that you were actually you were a recommendation because oh, we, we nice. get a lot of recommendations. Yeah. Past guests were like, you know, you should have on. And yeah. I mean, like 20 minutes in, they were 100% right. This is oh, great. Oh, well, thanks. <laughs> thanks, whomever. <laughs> it was Haley from the Cleveland Bucket List. Oh, my God. Yeah, yes, she was like, you have, to, she's like you have the warrant on, for sure. Oh, my God. Two queens. Two yeah. queens. Yes. With, uh, you know, so for I the started, queens, give it up. <laughs> I started kind of going through like your background. And, and to be perfectly honest, even now, I'm still not sure. I know what you do in terms of it's you do a lot it. of things, but it's I'm not hard sure to frame like, what it is for your people. It just seems like you're doing. It seems like you have twelve jobs. Yeah, like most black women, but you know, like more <laughs> <laughs> women, period. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, okay. So like the whole basis is that like I'm like I'm a Marcom professional and I'm an advocate, and that has just kind of transpired into you know by day and night I have my own marketing firm. Um, but then by day, I'm the assistant director of marketing for Say Yes Cleveland, which is yes. literally around to help get kids through, you know, school and to send them to post-secondary options and colleges and universities afterwards. We literally give them money. That's what I try to explain to people. I'm like, we literally just give kids money and help them with support <laughs> services, okay? Which is great because I'm a CMSD alumna. I'm from Cleveland. Feels like a full circle moment for me, totally. and so those are the biggest things. But then I'm like in other spaces, like for instance, like I'm teaching a cohort for the Cleveland Foundation. So these small businesses, when they get money from the Cleveland Foundation, you know they need resources. Like you can't probably afford a marketing person or to hire an agency. So what's great is like the Cleveland Foundation has this whole, um, like for instance, the Black Futures Fund, which I'm helping out with. Um, they're like, we're giving these small businesses money, but also we're providing you with experts who can help you, you know, manage the money, build capacity, things like that. So I teach um, Marcom strategies on top of that. Um, I just got appointed by Mayor Bibb to sit on the RTA board. I saw and, that. That's cool. And, um, and then I sit on the board of The Land, which is our nonprofit journalism um, it was nonprofit journalism um, entity, and all they do is tell stories about communities in Cleveland, which again, amazing. Like, yeah. let's tell the stories of people who are here. You know, it's the state of journalism has been unfortunately dying and i think during the pandemic and even before that because they were laying off so many people what we were missing was just hearing about your neighbors and yeah. so i mean i never really sign up for anything that i don't feel passionate or committed to and those are the things yeah 
our kids, our youth, our communities, like, mm-hmm. how are we filling in the gap for them and advocating for them? And I use my Marcom expertise to do that. I really like what you said randomly. I mean, what you said about journalism, how it's dying. Yeah. Because there was a time, remember, when everyone got sick of the media and they're like, oh we need God. to be the media. And yeah. at first, everyone's like, yeah, we should be the media. But but <laughs> now you're seeing like, it happen. You're like, oh, oh God, this no. oh, oh, we are not to be trusted. No, we are not to be trusted. That's a, a rough gig. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's, first of all, how many hours are in the day in your world <laughs> i know i you know, know i mean i was like i like getting was getting fatigued listening to everything i know i get I, asked that a lot well so it, it, so everything you said kind of sparked and a couple i things. and i sometimes like, do crossfit yeah. <laughs> sometimes. Like, it is very hard yeah crossfit's so hard i've never even tried it that's why <laughs> that's, that's, that's so different it's like i just i just don't think we'd mesh mm, yeah. yeah no I, every time i watch crossfit on youtube i was like that's a lot of work for me and then you like, add trying it. to have a dating like and social circle on top of that jesus oh yeah yeah. yeah. And, and you can't even date Jesus. No, he, you can't. He died I mean, years ago. Woo, that's out the window. Yeah, and plus technically he's your brother. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, Father, brother, friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Holy Spirit. I'm yeah. that. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, honestly, I think I I will say that I have energy. I think that's a really big thing. You know, yeah. like having energy does help. And I've been just trying to use as much of it for the greater good as much as mm-hmm. I possibly can while totally. I have it because I know that the 40s will come around at some point and I'm like I gotta slow this train mm-hmm. down sister I you love know that, what I mean I, I, love that you're, <laughs> I love that you're walking Adderall yeah. I love it so much it's a compliment yeah I appreciate I that get, I'm Adderall but then I get I use all, all my endorphins and then yeah. I'm like oh my god I'm exhausted <laughs> and it takes me a couple I need like two days just like no one well, and then I, I see people again and then the pattern restarts and you build momentum again yeah. just with like living but I'm much. also one of those people who very much advocate for naps and like rest and i feel like we also are in a culture no matter where you live in america where we are in this hustle culture and i feel like it doesn't benefit any of us and it's like no honey you need to sleep and so when i feel my battery winding down i will not hesitate to be like and now i'm going to take a nap i don't care if it's 1 p.m or like 11 o'clock at night and i'm getting back up again like Really yeah, here I for rest. Mm-hmm. I've honestly never been able to. If to I just go to, fall into if that. I go, if yeah. I go to sleep, the day's done for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, just, I and I wish I could. I've just never yeah. been able to take. I can't take like a two-hour nap. Yeah. You know when my body goes to sleep, it's just like cool, man. We'll try again tomorrow. <laughs> you know, like it's it, that's. I've always kind of like yeah. she can take naps sometimes, but yeah. it's. I just never been able to do that. Well, also I'm a creative, and so I think just from jump my hardwiring is like the inspiration comes to you at 9 a.m. and sometimes it comes to you at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you don't live and, in you know, It's like in L.A., there's room for that. But when I moved back in 2014, right, you know, nobody understood that concept of remote work or like you got to give people in creative fields an opportunity to like work when they feel like they need to. And I feel like the pandemic changed a lot of that. Like we're like, oh, these people can be very successful even at home yeah. and get their laundry done and still have work-life balance right mm-hmm. like so i'm so thankful for that although the pandemic was very unfortunate for so many of us i mean it the benefits of it is that it shined this huge light on how we've just been operating and um it showed our flaws it did show a lot of flaws and yep. i feel like part of that is like i don't have to measure my day in this nine to five and thankfully i work for somebody who allows me to do that and i work for myself so i can do that also but it just kind of is like the way that i get things done the way i have energy is just that like 
I'm looking at time very differently. Yeah. You need to be your own boss to yeah. get as much to, have, yes. to, to get as much as you want to do yes. to benefit yourself and everyone else yes. as possible. Yeah. And if you give me the room to do that, I also know it's hardwired into my DNA that like I literally will thrive. Like just let me do my thing. I think thing. we're finding that now. Yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. A, let me do my thing. It's yeah. a, God, I, there's so much to unpack here. Uh I have like ten questions because okay, <laughs> no, well, no, I'm in, not going anywhere. Yeah, in, in, yeah. in a good way. You're giving so, me beer and no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm go, I'm go try that nap thing you were talking about. I'll be right no, back. So let's, I do want to back. So say yes, Cleveland. Yes. So how has say yes, Cleveland? You, you're talking about maybe taking you know the the um like youth like the 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 next level education wise. Absolutely. What has that been like since the pandemic? Because a lot of things I think people are hearing. Parents, everybody is just like that. There's honest that there's been a decline and and kind of like the 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 cognitive absolutely you know like like we're seeing issues with the learning because of the the uh, the the opposite of what we're talking about in terms of the work absolutely you know you have like like there was a joke I don't remember who made the joke but, oh it was Bill Maher made a joke like it's either teachers are just like someone zoom uh, has logged into Zoom all day or they've never logged in yeah, yeah. and because you know it's just it's so difficult for Andre talked about this. Andre not when he was on. Yep. He, he and I would joke around. He was just like, I'm talking to him on the phone. He goes, hey, man, I got to go. I'm going to go teach an art class. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, my kid has an art class. I'm teaching it. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> but I mean, so has, has that, how has that impacted or what are you seeing when you're trying to get people to the next level? Is there a, is there a lag now because of what's happened in the last like two years? Well, to answer your question, yes. The same way the recession kind of yeah. affected millennials, right? Like yeah. we later on we're like oh yeah that's exactly what happened to us right yeah. like in this space of being behind mm -hmm. um the same thing happened for our students and our youth you know and i think one thing that you know we don't always talk about is the generation that's coming up now i mean there's so much access to digital and that has really shaped the way they are thinking about education and how they're being schooled and yeah. their own mental and physical, you know, needs and things like that. Um, but then they're being brought up and taught by millennials and boomers and whoever came before us who can't even get on the idea of therapy. Can't even, no. right? Like, we're still no. trying to destigmatize things like therapy and we're still not paying attention to the ways in which the kids are learning things differently now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. they have access to resources. So I think that's 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 one. There's a there's benefits th there's and negatives benefits to both. For yeah. To both, yeah. And I think we also have to be learning from one another about how to get with the times around how we're educating our youth and being there for them. And the great thing about Say Yes is beyond giving money to college is we have these support services, right? So, you know, I'm often in schools and they're like, you know what we should have? We should have yoga. And I'm like, oh my God, we should have yoga. And we have these family support specialists in literally every school in Cleveland. And those family support specialists essentially are like, I'm going to find somebody who can come in and teach you yoga. You want this? We're yeah. going to do it. And that is like some of the great things that are happening, yeah. right? Um, but to answer your question, yeah, I mean, you know, the education, we are failing our kids nationally and just, just totally. nationally, you know, the policies that we have put in place, um, are intentional and by design. And some of us are really failing our kids and that shows up on a national and a local level. And that's where organizations like say yes are like, where do we fill in the gaps? Yeah. And it's like, we 
can't do this by ourselves. We have to work collaboratively with everyone to make sure we're getting these these families and these youth what they need. Um, it's going to take an all-hands-on-deck approach, and I think what we're finding is like, oh, they were behind before. Oh, they're even more behind now. I mean, yeah. think about um, not only just behind in school, but like how many suicide rates that we're seeing pop it's up now. Up. Because it's, it's really so, up. Yeah. It's through the roof. Is up. Like, these Harm are is big up. things. Yeah. yeah. And um, like I said, you know, in rooms that I am, I'm in where I'm advocating, you know, for especially Cleveland youth, you know, I'm constantly thinking about that. Like, who can we partner with? What can we be doing differently? You know, our team is always talking about that. Um, and that's just where we're at. And, you know, Say Yes is a is a startup. We're only three years old. Okay. Yep. Um, and. And that I keep reminding people because some people are like, either you know about Say Yes or you're like, I know about them, but I don't know what they do or I don't know about them at all. And as a Marcom professional, I, I just came in on December, you know, I'm always thinking about, I'm like, okay, how are we really effectively telling our story? Yeah. And so now I'm working through that in my head. Because I'm like, I, uh, if you who have master's degrees or you're an adult and you can't tell me what we do, then we have an issue, right? And so right now, we're working through what does that messaging look like? How are we getting it to the right people? How can people tell our stories? But the bottom line is that we really truly need to be there for our students and our families and i think there are a lot of people who are working with us to get that done um but i always say i'm like say yes it's not jesus okay i don't even know if we're like john you know he was out yeah. there baptizing people yeah. <laughs> maybe peter but we gotta work with all the disciples to make this thing pop uh, right yeah. i mean you're a distant cousin of yeah disciple. like maybe yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah. we're not jesus we're, we're not gonna wash your feet yeah no <laughs> but we might we might yeah. have to in yeah oh yeah so, so technically I mean? we will wash your yeah, feet yeah, yeah, you yeah. could be jesus yeah i mean so Sometimes you kind of have to. I mean, Cleveland, when we th think about many different neighborhoods and areas, I always talk about how I was growing up on the west side of Cleveland. I still live on the west side of Cleveland. I have a lot of privilege that I do believe in other spaces people do not have it, or access or totally. resources, sure, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even when we're talking about the RTA, like I can get downtown from here. I can take the 26, the 55. There are resources and access and stops, even from Lakewood, you know, to get to yeah. wherever I need to go. In some pockets of the southeast side of Cleveland, there are no bus stops. Yeah. Right? So how do you get to your job? How do you get to school? You know, and so, again, it takes all of us, but I'm constantly thinking about, and my friends will always say, you're like the dot connector in chief. I'm always thinking about how are we connecting the dots yeah. in Cleveland so we can work together to get people's needs met. And, you know, I work for CS, so I'm thinking about, you know, obviously families and students, but it's also all of us, right? Like, in yeah. the region, like, if we can work together, if we can see what's happening in Lakewood or Bay Village and it's working there, maybe we should try some shit over here in Cleveland, too. You know, yeah, like, yeah. what resources could we be? You know, like, we don't have to live in a silos and we don't have the answers. We could find them. Um, and I'm always thinking about that. Yeah. In, you're saying Marcom, marketing communication? Mark, yeah, sorry, yeah. No, no, I just want to yeah. be sure. We have a very, very stupid audience. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 like no, no you're right. They're like, is that a drug? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's a guy that owns Facebook, right? Yeah. <laughs> can but, I get that on Amazon? Yeah, yeah, you probably can. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But uh, so... I, I've always the reason I asked that about like the the detriment of the last like two years like the yeah because I still feel like there's a possibility and not to be negative or, or or anything in terms of that I feel like we haven't even 
I feel like the we're, the surface. I feel like we're going to no. see another impact of the pandemic Absolutely. in like five years. You know, yeah. like, like 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 some kids that were like like think of like a three year old yeah. that really or or I don't know how like five or six when you start going into like kindergarten yeah who weren't able to kind of start being around kids yeah they can't be around adults and, and they have to develop all those relationships yeah. and those communication skills like you know you hear about you know five or six year olds that you know kind of shut down and you're like I don't know how to get them out of their shell you're trying to get them in the sports they don't want to do that they're yeah. scared now because they've yeah. spent in some depending on right or wrong whatever your opinion is some of them spend a year and a half inside their house and some sure. of them are still doing that absolutely and it's yeah. that it's i just feel like we haven't even maybe even seen the full effect, impact of that yet we haven't and it's not just right the parents and and our youth but all of us right i think oh, we yeah. haven't not even just the kids. Yeah. scratched the surface everybody. of the impacts of the pandemic and like you know, I was just having this conversation with my little sister. You know, I feel like I'm in rooms all the time where there's a lot of information being distributed. Or I'm on the People's University TikTok. And um, <laughs> we're to the library also because I know that that's their phrase. But TikTok is another world also. And I feel like they're giving you like shorthand information about what's going on in different places. And then I'll go and I'll Google and I'm like, Oh my God, that's really happening. Like scientists chaining themselves to chase bank because we're not taking climate seriously. And they're like, oh, we need to take care of this now. Cause um, the doomsday clock is ticking and we're all just coming out of a pandemic, trying to get back to some state of like normal. normal. Yeah. No one's thinking about all this other stuff that's happening. How yeah. did you know? Unless you're like on CNN all the time, which who wants to be watching that at all hours of the day when I just want to like find an ounce of joy after not being in the house for two years, right? Yeah. But there are these things that keep happening. I mean, not just the climate change, but like I remember seeing an interview with Biden where he's like, yeah, so we might be in a food shortage soon. And you're like, what? Yeah. And then right after that, the formula shortage happened. And then right after that, these like Gen Zers are like, yeah, there's like when you go into Target, there's like whole shelves just like missing like if you're not paying attention like this stuff is happening you know already stuff, yeah. but again like unless you're in it you know what i mean like yeah. we are seeing the effects of it the difference is like we just aren't trying to be glued digitally like that after yeah. being inside for so long and i just i think that's it's fair. no one's fault in that they don't want to be watching the new the 24-hour news cycle all the time they want to be outside but these things are actually happening well yeah. you, you know and it this is actually tied to something else you said and something that Brian mentioned about like the distrust in the media is that also a lot of us are just kind of disenchanted yeah, with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we don't like, we don't trust it. You almost it. have to, as much as people hate one or hate the other, you almost have to watch CNN to understand what people on the right are doing yeah. incorrectly. And yeah. you have to watch Fox to expose what the people, because they're both doing the same thing. Absolutely. But, One's not going to report on the other. One's like, you're getting half a story well, on some each bias, side, right? Mm -hmm. Incredibly some biased. Bias. But at this, and then you're just after you start like, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time to understand what one's doing here, one's doing yeah. here. Sometimes it's I overwhelming. just want to get something yeah. to eat, Absolutely. to have a beer, and relax, and talk yeah. to my friends. Absolutely. And then you go into like the things in terms of uh, the, the 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 not even really the media bias, just the the, the distrust. Yeah. You're seeing it even now. Like I think they had a. Uh, 
Another one. What is the, there's a group that does uh, that exposed CNN a couple times. They just did one with was Twitter. it anonymous? Veritas. Oh, Veritas. Veritas. Okay. Veritas yeah. just just exposed. I don't know why somebody would do this, but an executive. All the whole thing going on with Elon Musk. Unless you really have not charged your phone recently, Elon Musk is about to buy Twitter, buy Twitter. Or, or, or thinking about it. Yeah. And uh, this Veritas group, what they essentially do. Um, is they they record people in 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 leadership positions, basically confessing to things that we all assume they're already doing. This guy from Twitter, a high ranking like a VP, was talking about how basically, yeah, I mean, we're definitely going to restrict certain people's speech. F that, which is the entire argument. Yeah. And yeah. then he started. Then I think he actually bashed Elon Musk about his uh, um, Aspergers. Oh my goodness. Which, regardless of what you know about Aspergers or not, you don't say. He essentially said, "Well, I don't really take him seriously because he has Aspergers. He's an idiot." And everyone's like, yeah. And then they eventually went in and was like, "By the way, we're with Veritas, and you just said all this stuff." And the guy just gets up and runs out of the restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, remember those early like Facebook, um, you know, clips that were going around with you know Zuckerberg just basically like all these people are stupid and gonna oh, give me yeah, their, yeah, yeah. you know, like real early. They're like, he's like, they're gonna give me all of their information, and you're yeah. like. Ugh. <laughs> that's not great but also sign me up today yeah. <laughs> you know because like it came back i think it came and out also, what, 2006 poke. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 2005 when you had to have a college email address to get on and you're yeah. just like yeah i mean they're doing that yeah. just you find it's on another level now all, yeah. now they're controlling whole elections and unfortunately you know, like those things happen and it, and it reinforces conspiracy theories Absolutely. like they did another veritas did another one where they they found somebody from cnn and essentially, the guy from CNN is like, yeah, we know Trump's a ding-dong. We know there's other news out there. But that guy's ratings. Yeah. So we're going to keep putting him on there. And that put out there. And then, of course, everyone that all the Trump supporters are just like, see, conspiracy. You're like, yeah. damn it. Will someone please just let me know what's going on in the world today? Well, yeah. and the biggest thing is, like, how do you sort through the noise, right? Oh, it's, and it's... the biggest thing I am always talking about, right, and I feel like I'm an example of this, is, like, find the sphere of your own world where you can have impact, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And then work from there, right? You yeah. might not be able to solve on a large scale world hunger right on a very small scale the formula shortage but on a very local scale you can get involved you can find where your gifts and talents are at and you can use those gifts and talent to like elevate other spaces or advocate for them like this podcast is a good example of that right like you guys have this gift and you're like using it and you're elevating people who are doing the work hello that's like what we need right as we're literally yep. talking about how do you sort through the noise well i can look at the noise that i want to just tap into on a local level and look at who's doing the work and listen to podcasts and i mean you know like yeah i mean that's the way you do it yep. and i think sometimes when people do see the noise they're like i don't even know what to do yeah it's a lot of like i don't know it's too much to process and i'm like just start with your block like i uh, literally like when i got back i was like i will literally start with my block like i love cleveland i can't tell you much about the east side of cleveland i can't tell you about the southeast side but i know people who, like i have a friend he grew up in east cleveland he's all about it word to dante gibbs he's like giving gifts to kids on the east side. like we literally were going from street to street giving you know kids gifts every christmas yep. like or my friend leah hutnell she is all about the southeast side of cleveland i couldn't tell you anything about it and i don't claim to know everything about cleveland i don't even want to know all the things about cleveland but i'm like I know the West Side like the back of my hand. Like I grew up in Ohio City. I live in Edgewater. 
that's where I can tell you some stuff about and where I can have some influence and where I can make some things pop. And yep. then I'll work with these people to come together to figure out how we can do more. But like, look at your street, look at your block. Where can you do the most good? And yeah. that's where you kind of start. You, you, you got to start off as a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yes. Good. Yes. I know. It's an analogy. Shout out to Spider-Man. Yeah, yes. Shout out, shout, out, shout out Peter and Miles. <laughs> Yeah, Both he's actually coming on next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Tom yeah, Holland. We, we have Peter Parker. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, oh, okay. We have actual <laughs> Peter Parker. No, Tom Holland's going to talk about Cherry. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I want to be here when Tom Holland is here. Yeah. <laughs> is it going to bring Zendaya? Like, she- yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, we really got into it right before this. Yeah. we started recording. Yeah, that was, we really yeah. Got into it was an inside joke. I'm a but. big MCU, like, huge, huge, uh, me, me huge too. nerd. Me too. I'm a repeat. Like, I, I, I have not seen all of the Marvel movies. Really? But man, the ones that I've seen and I love, I've watched like five or six times. So great. The Incredible Hulk's now on HBO Max. Love the, it. The Edward Norton one. Because you don't have it on DVD. Oh my God. Because it's not, I was not anything because it's owned by Universal. Oh, there's like wow. a whole Hulk, you know about the whole, there's a whole Hulk agreement yeah. why yeah. Hulk never had a solo movie. What because the... Universal owned all the rights and they, they were like, you could put, they had a whole character arc for Hulk within all the marvel movies oh my goodness and now they uh but now they're making she hulk it's not a part of it because universal I still owns that. it well it's oh, the same I with spider-man yeah. for a little while there right we couldn't get access to the earlier ones because of some yeah, the so- yeah sony had to agree with yeah. marvel on spider-man movies because they were dropping the ball yeah. and then we in this last one we got all of them in one place mm-hmm. all our spider spoiler alert Sp- I, uh, joe has seen, seen it oh no <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. I haven't seen the sixth sense either. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not that My bad. <laughs> well, but I mean, it's one Spoiler <laughs> alert. I was like, this bitch. <laughs> Just spoiled My it for Joe. Bad. No, you're cool. It's like everything else. You know, the, uh, I can get uh, I just I just haven't gotten to him yet because there's so many. There's so much. many. Yeah, there and are. That, that's been my biggest problem now with, uh, with everything, like streaming, movies, shows. I can't even. Like, I, I saw this thing the uh-huh. other day. It was like Lawrence Fishburne's. Lawrence Fishburne, Steve Carell, and like someone else, some other big actor came out with this movie. I'm like, I didn't even know this happened. Yeah. yeah. And these are two of like huge stars. Huge, yep. huge yeah. stars. And yeah. I'm like, when did this happen? It came out three years ago. There's so much. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. so like we're talking about like the 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 the, the, the noise. Yeah, the the noise. It's well, the same thing. Like movies and shows. I can't keep track. All, of all these this streaming crap. platforms. Yeah. Those streaming platforms now have budgets to do movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, there's stuff on Apple Plus that have been winning whole awards, and I'm like, I'm just not getting on Apple. On uh, yeah, on Apple. Well, You're like not gonna convince me to streaming. do it. I have, I have like, three. Uh, we, have, we have Amazon, yeah. Hulu, and Netflix. Yeah. I, I'm just not gonna do it. I don't have room for another other one right sorry now. apple tv not apple plus but yeah yeah. Apple, yeah and i can't i'm just i'm not gonna get to it. there's already so much crap that i haven't watched i can't and I'm, that's not even including the other seven streaming services yeah. or the four that are coming out next month like yeah. i can't yeah. keep track of i it. love it's streaming services i hated I cable too. too now i'm just paying the same amount for cable oh my god and, and, they, <laughs> and, and they all have ads now oh. like i but i love roku the roku channel it's oh, free sure. it's yeah. all free and you watch like some you obviously watch some ads, but yeah, I'm pretty much paying for cable. When yeah. I was like, I'm never gonna buy cable, and now I have HBO Max. Our cable, used I to do be have Apple dollars, oh and now God. we just replace that. We're like, we're just gonna do Basically, Netflix. We're not yeah. stupid. Yeah. Then Hulu. 
They all Amazon, add up. Then HBO, and now yeah. we're paying $109. Also, Joe, <laughs> Joe, you're welcome for the HBO. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? I gave the HBO. Um, yeah, we just broke that? a law. To be fair, we're actually only paying for one service. Yeah. Oh, right. And then we have five other passwords with other streams. <laughs> well, and like Lifehack, not Lifehack, I'm sure plenty of people are doing this. Like when I see a movie or somebody is talking about something, I have literally a note in my notes app where it's just like movies and TVs and interviews you must watch. And it's just a running list. And when I need to like not think about work anything i need something like doesn't require any of my brain skills i literally will go into that list and just like find that one of the one of the movies or television shows or interviews on there like we have and we, then i'll, I'll just our, ours are it. broken up ours are broken yeah. up into like we'll only go one show at a time yeah we can't mix up so we we have to go to a show and we have to finish the show. Like if we do too many, if we're at if the we same have like, time, if we have four shows going on, I am not gonna be able to keep oh track of what's going on. Yeah. But then we also have just kind of like you know the bullshit and the background shows. Yeah. Also like, a pop culture enthusiast, so yeah. like movies, television, interview. Like oh. I last night was watching. So what are your what are, what are your okay what? Okay. Let's get into it. <laughs> Let's, let's, let's do all the things. Let's get into Sorry, it. I've been holding something in for like two minutes. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, we'll go what upstairs. You, yeah. <laughs> what she just said is oh, literally okay. what Captain America does and Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Because he, he just came back and, and, and everyone's like, you should listen to this album. And he has a notepad. Oh, literally, my God. I, I don't know if you remember oh, yeah. that. Oh, That's literally God, what yes. you do. Yeah. With Anthony Mackie. That's yeah, yeah. He has a notepad. He like writes out all these albums and movies. And you're just saying it. And I'm just like. Dude, you got to back up. That's you're screaming literally that what I do. No, you need to back up you're i know oh. no. well i was holding it in for like two minutes no, back up you're screaming into the mic i'm doing it right now you've been doing it for the last 45 minutes then why didn't you say it 45 minutes ago something new <laughs> you're like hey just letting you know you just started screaming like, no, you've been doing it the entire yeah, I mean, time it's, it's been clipping like crazy really so. yeah well hell like, yeah I might, I might need a new laptop no hell, yeah, i just fucked up your laptop okay thanks Cap. this is some pretty nice gear i gotta say Woo. you know what he loves it not expensive it looks it. No. Folks, you can't see it, but it looks expensive. <laughs> yeah. For anyone that's just like a plug has to be super hard. It's yeah. really not. Yeah. Actually, it, it looks nice. Actually, it's just all a bunch of it broke like four years ago. It's actually just a bunch of like really nice tape. Wow. We just taped everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lies. Yeah, we, we taped it just like when I broke my windshield. I just put tape over it and that I couldn't is drive. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So So what are your what what are your tops right now? Like movies? in all the things, movie, okay, movie. show. Well, let's start. Let's start shows. What are your okay, shows right now? Shows. I just finished Working Moms on Netflix, which I love. <laughs> I that's like five seasons in. Yeah, it is five seasons in. It's a um, binge. What else did I just finish watching? Um, I mean, I I watch a, a lot of different things all over the place. I'm watching like couples therapy on Showtime, which I absolutely love. I don't know why other people's mess somehow fuels me, but like, I'm like, yes, tell us more about that time. You got into an argument after that vacation, Ron, like, <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> it's a reality show. Tell the truth, Ron. Yeah. Tell the truth, Ron. Yeah. Like what yeah. happened? He's like, Hey, I was just trying to buy that mattress, <laughs> but also very into like psychology and like, you know, so I love seeing people sort through things. Like, <laughs> I just like, sorry. I just love no, this saying is that so now. hilarious. I'm the fourth time, and I make him laugh every Third. time. <laughs> I wanted a fourth. I'll, really, I'll get come. one. That It'll is come. hilarious. We got time. We got time. Yeah, we got plenty. Of that is hilarious. <laughs> sorry, um, continue. No, you're okay. I'm like literally. I've watched so much. Oh, I mean, I mean. 
And just like that, I mean, I just finished in just like that, which is the Sex in the City reboot, <laughs> which was awful. Like, I mean, it was just compared to Sex in the City, was it just like it? No, <laughs> I, have, I have literally it never, was... I've never heard anyone say, no, 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 it's a good show. Everyone's like, it's a pile of shit, but I'm finishing it. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, well, they got, re- they got, you know, uh, confirmed for a second season. I absolutely will be watching it and hate tweeting through it. Um, Why is it Kim Cattrall on it? <laughs> exactly. Because that, you know, I realized in hindsight, I'm like, Samantha really made that show, you know, like, and when she couldn't or didn't and chose not to come back, I mean, she really was the spice of life on it, you know? Like, I watched like two yeah. seasons of that, but it wasn't even like, it was like, I watched like three and four. Sure. And But I agree. She was oh, 100% she was, the yeah. most entertaining part Absolutely. of that show. Why and didn't actually, she? when you go back, well, there's some beef between her and like Sarah Jessica uh, Parker. Okay, and there's, okay. according to her, allegedly, there's like, you know, some mean girl culture going on. So Dude, they like flat out hate each yeah, other. Yeah, they really can't stand each other. But right. I mean, even when you go back through the clips, like as an adult, you're like, mm, yes, Matthew was actually really right about some of that shit. Like, you know, that she was talking about back then. And like, yep. nobody else was on board. Board. Yeah. And so it would have really been great to see her now in 2022 to have her written into the show and give commentary about what's going on now because she really was ahead of her time and now like I just wanted yeah. to see like a six she's like 65. Mm-hmm. I want to see like a 65 year old behaving the exact same. Yeah, way. absolutely. Because <laughs> right, I want to see her just inclusion, like walking up the waiters like right. Yeah. How about you and I go back Sex to the bathroom, boy? That's inclusion. my Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, but absolutely, right? Like, I took this trip to Florida one time, um, and there's this place there called The Villages, and apparently there's, like, the highest STD rates. We know because, it. <laughs> because That's those seniors are fucking, okay? Yeah. And, like, again, when we're talking about sex inclusion and positivity and fluidity, you know, I'm like, yeah, we absolutely should be talking about seniors because seniors, what I'm hearing from healthcare professionals, feel like they're immune from, like, all of the, like, the you know the stuff that comes with sex which is stds and they're just out here in the street well they're just oh, like yeah. knocking it out left and right they're like <laughs> they're what's gonna in happen the to me? Yeah. A- a- any home like yeah. nursing home i used to take care of intellectually disabled people. oh well and it was all men yeah and there were stories that and, and i'm saying like real like i'm saying like someone had autism so like high functioning sure or low functioning autism i don't know the right way they just had a bunch of autism he didn't, he didn't yeah. even know how to speak yeah and but i you would i would hear stuff about like dudes that were like like, like they, they don't speak very fast, and they're very um, like not as fast yeah. as us. Yeah. And they were, you know, see, like banging it out. Like a yeah. worker would walk in late at night, and two dudes bang, and they'd be like, "Hey, though, I yeah. walked in on this, and you have the right to do that." Yeah. I just walked in on it, and I'm uncomfortable. Well, you know, <laughs> it's a natural part of life. I it tell is. You. It is. Yeah, it is. It totally is. And like that's it, why I wanted to nurse- see Samantha again yeah. <laughs> because that's I think why. when we last saw I Samantha see, yeah. in the last movie, she think I believe she was going through menopause, and so that was really great yeah. to see you know because i obviously was not going through that in my 20s from that last movie but i mean when we think about it especially as women you know kind of it's like you know as you age you know there's kind of like this respectability politics around how women should carry themselves and how they should behave and how you show up in relationships and all this other stuff and so to see samantha going through menopause but also going through this relationship with this really hunky actor you know at 50 years old i'm like we should see that you know, we should be seeing representation of women, you know, dating in their 50s and not feeling like a loss or failure because they're not married or without children. You know, like all it's the okay. things. Uh, it, 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 it's it is okay. okay. <laughs> 
It's okay. It is okay. I'm, I don't so, like it. Yeah. No, I don't like no, it. No, Joe doesn't like it. <laughs> we offended no, you. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, but that's a, when you think about like some of like the, those like those like societal differences. Like yeah. seeing the uh, the cougar, whatever the the equivalent yeah. of a man cougar is. A leopard? I don't know what it Courtney is. Courtney Cox. Well, <laughs> well I mean, yeah. but I mean, you see like an older, well, Six in the City had that. Yeah. You know, they're like those older guys Absolutely. that were out just like, you know, running around with like 25-year-olds. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just not, it happens, you know, like Madonna, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, it's not something like you see a whole yeah. lot. And honestly, it's still kind of weird to people, not because it's actually weird, but because it's not something that you've been kind of programmed to like, yeah, if I see a 65-year-old, you know, with a 30-year-old, you're just like, awesome. You see it reverse that, you're just like, what's happening here? Yeah, it was absolutely. a, it was a social not, it's norm. Not, it's still not was... a normal thing. It, yeah. it, just because it's not something that we see a it's lot. It's just something that we don't see often. Yeah. It's totally and normal. Sure it's happens. not something and that... Sure yeah, yeah. It is normal, but it's yeah. not something that we... Like, you don't see that when you're talking about pop culture. You don't see that in pop culture. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like the... You know, that's what Tony Stark would have been had he not died. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. Well, also, there's also the thing to where I feel like a lot of kids, uh, a lot of kids grow up and, like, I I grew up pretty much thinking, oh, yeah, so what? how I have to live a happy life is I need to, you know, obviously do school, then go to college, meet a girlfriend, marry her, have children, yeah. and have see my grand, dream grandchildren. Yeah. But in reality, like, a lot of people, that's where, I think that's where millennials kind of broke it yeah, in the 2000s, yeah. was where it's like, no, you don't need to do that to be happy. No one's forcing you to have children. Yeah. You no. don't need to have children. Also, you left us in a housing crisis, and you still want me to aspire to a white picket fence? Fuck yeah, you. yeah, and, and that's like, why. How do I navigate around? And that's why forty-year-olds still live I can't in even apartments. Afford a white <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to pay rent. <laughs> yeah. Well, you remember that like that scene from Fight Club where you know they're love saying Fight that, Club. The, the movie Fight Club. No, I love Fight Club. Oh, I thought you said what Fight Club? No, lo- like, like the first word of Fight Club you in, is you Lauren? don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> the second are we sure we're allowed to talk? We're not allowed to talk about this. Second rule: don't say it. Don't talk about it. Brian just kind of alluded to it. It's it's like that's like certain generations had that step process. You're like go to college. Now what? Get a job. Now what? And like in like Brad Pitt's in it was like I don't know. Get married. Yeah. And it's like it's not like a this is something I want to do. It's like what's next because i've already done these other things sure so i guess i'll get married so then you just marry whoever you're dating at the time whether that's right or not and then you're like let's have a kid that fixes stuff so have a kid yeah and then things just start kind of falling apart it's a yeah people started breaking that because they're like i can't one i don't think financially i can yeah get married because you just you don't feel like you can do that yeah who wants to have a kid with somebody that you're kind of having fun with absolutely and i think we're redefining what success looks like for Mm -hmm. us which is the biggest thing right you know and it at the bottom line is it looks different for all of us and getting away from you know social media right because it's smoke and mirrors like there was a time where well and then we're still kind of in that time where you're kind of comparing yourself to these highlight reels the people's highlight reels but um i'm always like Success is going to look differently for everybody, and yeah. you know totally. you got to define that for yourself. You know, as we, yep. you know, we 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 talked a little bit when we were talking about say yes, Cleveland, about kind of getting people ready for like kind of like that next mm-hmm. level. Yeah, you were talking about like just like some of the things like like teaching yoga at, at class in high school, mm-hmm. which I think is awesome. Yeah. The other thing that I I'm seeing more of it, and it's something that really needed to happen 20 years ago, maybe even more, was teaching basic finance to kids Oof. in high school. Yeah. Like it's yeah, terrifying absolutely. when you when you think of like I got away with this because my dad was just like, "Do not get a credit card," and I was yeah. a bartender. He's like, "That's your money. 
do not get a credit card. I didn't have bad credit when I got out of school. I just had no credit. Yeah. But he's like, do not be that college kid that buys a bunch, that gets a bunch of credit cards. And because you, when you're in college, you're just like, buy now, pay later. Money like, doesn't mean yeah, anything. No, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's a, but then you graduate, take your loans out of the equation. Yeah. Now you're nine grand in debt from credit card and you don't know how to get out of it and you're going to get a job that pays 30 grand a year. Cancel the student loan debt, Joe Biden. Please! <laughs> I'm sorry. Please! I, Lauren, I do not think that's going to happen. I know! <laughs> I think that it is, is a sad and hurtful reality. In feel the burn. Uh, I know. I think I'm that's. Like, I think that's very honestly. Bernie wouldn't. Bernie wouldn't have either. And not that he didn't want to. They wouldn't let him. No yeah, one's gonna well, let him. Nobody's do gonna that. let him do yeah. that. They yeah. might forgive like a certain percent for a certain group of people, but I, if the, and I'm not again trying to be negative, but if anyone out there is super banking that their student loans are going to be forgiven, you need a plan B because I just that's just not gonna. That's sure. something that congressmen and senators they like saying because it gets some likes of and course. retweets yeah well that's but it's also issue. because it's also. not going to fall on them to actually do it yeah so it's just it's not going to happen you know and no one's maybe you know this no one's been able to explain to me why this will not be similar if all that is forgiven to 2008 because you're essentially you're defaulting on all these loans which is what the 2008 housing crisis on high level kind of yeah, was sure mm-hmm. so i don't understand why everyone thinks that it's not the same thing sure like what what happens there sure i'm not the expert on that but i do believe when it comes to our students i believe i've been in rooms where people are trying to build financial yeah. you know wellness or financial um literacy into their curriculums and if not um provide bring in experts to talk to some of our youth around um, especially in our after school programs i, I see a huge. lot of that ha- happening like i think that's so big right? believe, you have to do that yeah there's so many people that i know who are like millennials who are like we didn't get this information we need to be helping our you know our kids out and they're like tapping their friends and things like that like can you come in and talk to the kids about setting up a bank account for yep. like 30 minutes you know what i mean mm-hmm. that kind of stuff because also <laughs> what does 25 percent apr actually yeah mean? what right yeah. like let's <laughs> It means you're fucked. Let, let, yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. No, yeah, they no. don't, man. Yeah, though they don't. And we need it. And it's important to be honest about what's happening because I think what's also happening on the other end of the multiverse is that um, there's these people out there who are like, you can make a half a million dollars this year if you yeah. do it on YouTube, right? And that is also not good for us to be teaching the kids. No. Like, they're seeing it, right? And it's it's creating this, it's mis information and a miseducation around what financial literacy actually looks like and the realities like most of us are not going to reach half a million like uh, like also the yeah. you know like <laughs> yeah. when you think about like the likelihood of like those things when you think about like the i mean what's been really exploding the last couple of years you have influencers tiktokers sure. only fans yeah. those are not yeah those are not 30-year plans yeah what's no. happening now is that all of those have become so like influencers and GoFundMes for health insurance right so you yeah. know those are we gotta yeah. start telling those the are, kids those about, are so saturated yeah now. people need to understand like that like like years and like probably about 15 years ago everyone said go to school be a teacher we need teachers everyone did that and then a lot of these teachers like i got a teaching right i can't get a teaching job yeah. yeah it's the same thing like that is not a plan for that's a plan for maybe two years tops. Yeah. And even now, I think it's to be an influencer, like like say like an Instagram influencer, like you used to be able to get maybe thirty thousand followers, and you could actually make money. Yeah. And absolutely. I know a couple like Haley. 
you know, Haley does okay. She's got round 50, yeah. but she's like, I can't. This isn't my primary job. I can't. There's too many now. Sure. You, yeah. have, to, you have to keep building, building, and building. And that's yeah. what the TikTokers and a lot of the old, like, if someone's like, YouTubers oh, it's cool. I'm just going to be a YouTuber. I'm going to be a TikToker. Like, that should be your side hustle. And yeah. if it works, awesome. But yeah. you need a second plan. Like, that's. Absolutely. And content creation is hard. Very hard. Very hard work. Uh, I yep. mean, I can't even imagine just putting the podcast podcast together and then you know snipping it and slicing it and all the other stuff but i mean like no, really reaching that, out yeah. to the guests <laughs> basically whatever you say is going out yeah, no. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a free-for-all like super smash for brothers it's all this but it's like right like we people like the internet makes things look very easy and so reachable but it actually does require a lot of hard work and expertise well, yeah, especially and when knowledge. you think about like the, the when you think about everyone I mean, there's 320 million people in the country yeah there's only so many people that can be millionaires in terms of tiktok absolutely yeah, it's just not gonna work yeah absolutely I, i'm gonna say it i don't i think kids have it harder these days i think kids have it the hardest these days i think you can I argue both think, sides yeah. i think you can argue both sides I, well it's I, my my point is is that anytime someone's like no kids have it because everyone everyone wants to think that we had it hard which yeah. we all did have, i we think all there was a simplicity to childhood yeah where we weren't inundated with the realities of what is actually going on around us. Like if you knew about, I'll just talk from a like social justice standpoint, right? Sure. You know, the fact that like you might hear about, and I'm, we would have been too young for LA riots maybe, but um, no, I, was, he, I remember it. Okay. But yeah. or 9-11, right? Like 9-11 was a huge thing. It was on the news, all this stuff. Right. But that never was probably, forget. yeah, we'll never forget that. Never forget. Right. But now you're seeing bodies, specifically black and brown bodies, being murdered all the time. That has to do something to your psyche, right? I don't remember, I mean, beyond learning about our history, I wasn't looking at that every single day. And so it was kind yep. of like ignorance is bliss. You know, we kind of were shielded in some ways because we didn't have this access yeah. to this 24-7 news cycle where you're seeing this news happening all the time and seeing yeah. these bodies and hearing this information because I honestly think that, that is what has contributed to these suicide rates. You know, it's not yeah. even just, you know, it, it, some of it is mental illness, some of it is depression, but some of it is just a despair for what does my life look like at 30? Am I going to get to 30 years old? And no matter whether you're black or white or brown, I mean, we're about to hit another recession and they're looking at millennials like, what did y'all do? I'm like, we're barely surviving right now. Yeah. We barely a, made it out of that yeah. shit. You, can, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they're like looking around there's a, them. There's, there's, <laughs> a, yeah. there's a negative impact to too much information. Yeah. Like uh, you think about TMI. It, like, there's a term for it. Serper. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so you think like I was joking around with uh, uh, this this younger person I know and she was just like, oh man, I got to do this term paper. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. I'm like, shut up. I could do your term paper right now from my phone from where I'm standing. Yeah. yeah. When I was growing up, we all had like, basically we had to go to the same library to find the one book and hopefully no one took it out yet yeah. to do the paper you're talking about. But what you just said is the exact, is, is the exact opposite of that. Yeah. There is a negative impact to having all that information. Absolutely. It's so cool that you can do those other things, but it also goes back to like that mental health stuff that we're talking about with Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Somebody in Yugoslavia can send you a message in real time and just say, you're fucking lazy. Yeah. <laughs> Never yeah. met you, don't like you. And you're just like, I don't even know this guy. Absolutely. <laughs> or I'll give you one better, right? Because it wasn't just individuals, right? Who like are, are feeling the effects of like, you know, the access of digital and the overuse of digital, but that 
that that type of stuff manifests itself into policies, right? So, like, oh, yeah. when you think about colleges and universities, you know, like, the admission process these days is wild. And, like, you know, kids are really, like, how am I going to, like, stand above my classmate who has, like, one million followers and, like, they're out here doing content creation at, like, 17, no. They're like making, you know what I mean? Like, how do I top that? It wasn't just like in our day where it's like, I'm captain of the volleyball team and I have a 3.5 GPA. You know, like those are the things you got to so you can get into a good college. Now, you know, some of the system is like, you gotta be, they're they're convinced that they have to be superstars. And I'm just like, you don't. We can all be superstars in our own way. And it's, you know, it's... There is legit, Everybody's version of superstar is different, yeah, but I do feel like they like feel a, the impacts yeah, mm-hmm. of like, if I am not doing all these things at 18, I'm like, fuck, I'm still thinking about how I'm going to do all this shit till mm-hmm. at 40. Yeah. But you know, like they're 18. I'm like, you should be like out trying to sneak into a party somewhere. Yeah. Or, like, you know, like you should be like Dude, focusing how you can that. like, yeah. you know, like you should be thinking about that stuff. Like, but I mean. The internet is convinced, you know, it's teaching them that they should be growing up before. I mean, I was just thinking about, um, there's this account that I follow on TikTok, which I will reference often, (laughs) TikTok, but um, there's this account that I follow and um, they were just talking about how, like, girls used to dress versus what girls dress like now. And, um, you know, they're like, why weren't we dressing in cool shit? Like when we were like, we like you look at these pictures with these like business attire going to the club when we were like Mm -hmm. in college and they look like they're fresh off of the runway. Uh And like all of that is because of, social media, the digital, the internet, like, you know, them seeing these images. I mean, if you're looking at, yeah, because I, I even see pictures. I was of looking like, at Dahlia Unlimited Two magazines. I mean, yeah. I wasn't like. <laughs> I never thought to myself that I was ever going to be like Lindsay Lohan. And at the at the other side of that, I'm like, if I was dressing like Lindsay Lohan, I was like, oh yeah, I could pair this like Deb's dress with this like belt. Yeah. Uh, we can make this work. <laughs> I love when I was like, I used to have big crushes on girls. Like, yeah. Uh, that were like like during their fashion sense and everything. Yeah. And I look back at pictures and. <laughs> Well, no, you just you just see the girls like it was like I was like thirteen when I was thirteen. I was like, man, Brittany's so hot. Oh my god! And then god. I see pictures of me, me and her together, and I was like, she's wearing like a light pink shirt, and then she's wearing a really big white shirt underneath it. Oh my god! <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Hilarious. And I'm just like, damn, I used to love, but it's also like the times. Everyone like subconsciously adjusts. Yeah. We all adjust with the times. Yeah. And we find a way to like normalize some things and be like, eh, like even like bag like baggy jeans, like yeah. really baggy jeans were yeah. so cool. Yeah, and now and then it went to skinny, and yeah. now it's kind of going to like straight fit. Yeah, there's like, mom like jeans the in Zara. Okay, <laughs> they are bringing and they're popular. Gen Z is bringing back mom jeans, and I refuse. <laughs> I we I'm like we paved the way for you, so we <laughs> get with the times. I've been wearing mom jeans and for now six you're months. Bringing back mom <laughs> jeans. You know how hard it took us to get I to the so skinny. Bummed. I was so Yeah, it took you a minute. And you're like, thank I, God. Now yeah. You're like, no, I want it back. <laughs> yeah. Make I was bummed when baggy jeans went out. I was like, I really like being comfortable. 
Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> they're yeah. cozy. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like the jeans. I'm like, I can't get in those. I like yeah. the I like the women's jeans that are like, uh, uh, they're kind of coming back. I think a little bit. I've seen a couple women wear them where they're like kind of like skinny on the calf, oh and then my right God. by the foot they like flood out a little bit. Like the capris. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like capris. I've seen women like I'm bringing capris back. Oh my God. Well, I'm I'll bringing you, it back. Speaking okay? of Brittany, she is not letting go of those low risers. I gotta nope. tell you. Nope. <laughs> not letting it go. But congrats to her though. Free Britney, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. we watch that doc. Yeah, yeah. Watch I watch all the docs. <laughs> to, TMI. Yeah, no, no, yeah. But, like, to your point, though, I just think, like, a big part of these conversations with, you know, especially with our youth and our students, it's like being transparent about what's happening. And I feel like, um, you know, I have a lot of hope because I feel like they are having the conversations about not just financial literacy, but mental health and, and, you know, what that looks like and how we can form community with one another and what that looks like. And I see a lot more um, educators and individuals wanting to pour that information into them as well. So yeah. to bring that full circle to no, 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 financial no, no. literacy no, it's, it's and very... how we... I've, I've, it's, it's something that I've seen and I'm seeing it more, I think in yeah. the last like year and a half in, I don't know exactly what the, the details of what they're teaching, but it's just kind of like bait. Seriously. My wife just assaulted my dog. Yeah. <laughs> and she pet, she pet him too much with too much love. Too much love. Happen. Sometimes she loves too hard. Yeah. Really. <laughs> so do Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, you see, it's just those things like you, you talk about like getting the youth ready and it's, it's. It's something that I think generationally it always changed. Like when I was a kid, like I don't know how old you are, but like I'm 33. 33? Yeah. When I was a kid, it was a lot. We talk about like the mental health stuff. Like that wasn't a thing. Yeah. No, like, it wasn't like, at that, that all. Was it was frowned upon. Th- there, yeah, was no, was, there was no, there was no, there was no, yeah. Calling people crazy was like cool. And was, there was like, no norm. mental health advocacy. At there, all. there just really wasn't. No. And then you think about now, like, you know, where, where people are kind of getting the help that they need and it's, it's becoming more normal. I mean, I, I can't even explain like what that was like, like back in like that. It, it's almost like an old like Irish mentality. Like, yeah, man, just you know, just push that down. It'll just come out at a really terrible time. Yeah, just like, like just ignore it, and you'll never remember. You'll never remember yeah. it, and then I you mean, remember that was it out of thing. nowhere. Like I, I remember, I remember like having hard times in high yeah. school, and yeah. I dealt with that by just talking to inside my head to myself. Also, you're a man. It was different. It's oh, especially yeah. oh, different. It's especially dudes, different. Dudes, like for men. even like yeah. my my abuelo, I love him, but he even says shit, stuff just yeah. like, hey, like, oh, you're feeling bad, but you're a man, and I'm like, I, I was. Like, I love you yeah. listen to you, but right, yeah. it's an understanding. I'm not going to cancel my grandfather. That's right, no, yeah. Not, I'm not going to listen to Twitter. Like, no, oh, you're you disagree? Right, yeah. Cut that person out forever. Yeah. Cancel and they're like, yeah, sorry, not, sorry. Yeah, so he's on his deathbed. No. Like, yeah, no, Twitter's like my abuelo, so I can't see him. Nah, screw that. <laughs> Here we go. Hashtag yeah. bad abuelo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's a great, he's just, well, even some like, people even, are in their even, times. Even and, culturally. Like, I, I know, like, I know other, from like different cultures where it's just, like, I know people like that were born in like Russia. And like they're just there's like that stuff was just frowned upon. Like that's a rougher culture. That's why they drink so much vodka. Well, you yeah. know, and the black community is like that in a lot of ways. I mean, it's still really stigmatized, and you know, it's a lot of like you got to pray it away. Yeah. You know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, I believe in Jesus and my counselor and therapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like you. I'm like it's like you know what the scripture is like. You know, you have to you know. You basically have to, you know, put in the hard work and stuff like that. I'm like, well, part of that is going to therapy. And I think now we're, I'm seeing more of those conversations happen. Um, 
My mom is going to be very mad that I don't remember what that scripture is. So if you're listening to this, mom, I'm sorry I butchered that. But um, every time I tell I someone else had a beer. Every, every time I tell someone else's joke, I butcher it too. <laughs> it's okay. I'm like, I'm sorry, Jesus. Um, yeah. but you know, like, you. yeah, I again, I see like I really have a lot of hope because I, I really see Gen Z having these conversations a lot. And having them in ways that are really effective and productive and incredibly kind and and having concern for one another. And, um, you know, to your point about, like, us teaching, you know, the students and youth and stuff like that. When I was younger, I don't even know if anybody ever asked us what was going on in our schools. Like, no. I don't ever remember the way I'm seeing us go into classrooms and say, what do you need collectively, individually? You know, I think there was a general concern. I'm not saying it was happening everywhere. I just know in my sphere, in my circles, like, I don't remember people coming into our classrooms being like, you know, what do you actually need to succeed? And there were programs, right? And the programs as an adult, now you look back and you're like, oh, well, there were programs and the programs are supposed to do this and da, da, da. But then you realize as adults, adults really be adulting and only thinking about themselves. Yeah. You know, and and I feel like now, you know, we're kind of catching up and really listening to our students but the students are also teaching us like how we could better be caring for one another also, not just for them, but how we should be doing better by ourselves. And um, there's some methods that work as adults, but really like you can never go wrong by listening to the youth. There are, there are some realizations though. I've realized from being a kid to adulthood, which um, there are realizations. I have teacher friends you know, some obviously there are people there are. that care yeah. a lot and work on it. But also realizing there are a lot of people that just not even teachers, but just in any job, they don't do it. Yeah. They, they don't do it because they love it. They do it. It's the paycheck. Well, and then the like, system for some people, has you know, not just... really set up our teachers to succeed. Exactly. Either, right. So there's like this cycle, right? So yeah. we are like, to your point earlier around like, we need to get teachers, but then the teachers can't find the jobs, but then they found the jobs and then you get in the jobs and there's no support. Yeah. And I think when back to our workplace advocacy yeah. conversation, when you don't create cultures of support, yeah, it's really hard to pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. What, in the last, like, year and a half, there's been a pretty big teacher exodus. Yeah. Like, teachers are like, and yeah. a lot of it's like the, the, the school boards and the councils, which I don't know what your guys' thoughts or experience. I've always thought that was a, that was a job that I've always kind of had issues with because of what I've seen. Like, it's a, it, it's almost putting people in power that are making decisions about something that they're not on the ground floor to actually understand what decisions should be being made. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's. They that's my opinion, it. and that's based on conversations I've had with people who are either are teachers or were teachers and quit because they felt like they were going to their their their, their yeah. school councils and they were saying, "You guys got to stop doing this." And they're like, "Well, we'll take it in consideration," and then nothing changes. And yeah. like you said, the support—they're not getting they're that. Not gonna, yeah, and we need to be more supportive of the entire educational ecosystem. Yeah, I think again, like some people do forget, like mainly some adults do forget because they're so focused on their problems. Mm -hmm. And also, again, it kind of goes back to social media and children to the fact that when I was a kid, it took me, it took me probably till early adulthood to realize adults are still figuring their shit out. Yeah, no, that was the biggest thing. When I was a kid, I was like, adults know everything.
thing. And Absolutely. then there was one point when I was, I was like 20 yeah. years old. I was like, oh my God, no one knows what the fuck no is going on. No one knows what they're and doing. And people act like they do. And the people that act like they do too much are the ones they're the to worry worst. They're the ones that know the least. The they're ones, the worst the ones the that worst. just want to help. And like, again, like maybe ask other people. Yeah. Hey, because everyone's different. It's like, yeah. hey, what do you feel like you're missing out? Like yeah. what? Like just like communication, but the communication barrier was broken. It's still broken. Yeah. It was. It's less broken now. Yeah. Actually, it might be more broken now with social media because kids. I mean, kids. People aren't reading articles. Not even kids. Just adults. Yeah. People aren't reading articles. You see trends and shit. Yeah. People just read the headline and then they go off it and then there's comments. People the going news off need comments. To be in reels nowadays. Yeah. That's the only yeah. Thing I'm gonna really it's, yeah. Digest it's, it's, it. I do like watching YouTube and Instagram reels. Like there, there, there will be like one guy like talking like his head. Yeah. And the background will be an article and he'll like go over points on it. He'll summarize the article. I read the article. I watch it. Then I read the article and I get best of both worlds. Uh, that's I get why the I always like the, the the clips of like uh, like. Like it was John Stewart, like Trevor Noah does oh, that I now. Love, yeah. yeah, Trevor Noah is great at that. Clips. Like, yeah. it, it's actually taking an actual serious thing, and he's actually putting like obviously a comedic spin on it. Yes. But I'm learning it. Yeah, like Tre- John Stewart did great too. And Steve Colbert. So, and I read yeah. his book, so I am just yeah. obsessed. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really, I think what I'm seeing, is that I, I think that mm-hmm. Trevor Noah is going to be that guy that kind of takes the place of like the Bill Mars, like mm-hmm. the liberal voice, but you know. Has common sense, yeah. yeah. You know that 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 really that I, he's gearing toward that, and I'm seeing more and more of that. I think he's going to be that that next guy. Wait, you yeah. get more news from com- come from comedy. You begin well, more absolutely. news well, from comic. He's great. I, I listen. To that. I, mean, I get a lot of my news from him. Absolutely. And then through the pandemic, I mean, one of my first follows on TikTok was Huffington Post. I mean, they were yeah. literally mm-hmm. taking very serious issues and uh, putting this comedic spin on it, but also in a way you can understand. Like they have some. Good I'm ones very too. much as an adult like. I don't know everything. If I don't know it, I'm like, I'm not the expert on that. Maybe you should check with this person. But I know what I know about what I know. And I feel like a part of this whole adulting thing is, one, everybody doesn't have it figured out. And then the two, again, when we're talking about the people who think they know it all, who are the worst, you're the worst because I'm like, why are you not tapping experts for this? Okay, Mm -hmm. because giving us misinformation. And then three, I'm like... Why it doesn't have to be so high level where people can't understand it all the time, right? Which yeah. is an ego thing, right? When we start trying to like give people information, but we can't give the to them in a way where they can understand it, like that is just ego and like us trying to think of ourselves as higher than you know the our you know higher than thou. And Huffington Post was like, listen, this is the Russian situation and a yeah. very good like break it down for me i'm not in international affairs like but i want to know yeah. what's going on because it's obviously going to affect all of us yeah. right like people want to be informed, yeah they want to be but, informed. It, but it, they also don't i don't need to know like the yeah. the 275 page bill yeah, that you just passed to discuss break tell me what's going us. on there absolutely. tell me how it started give me like the the high level what's happening and absolutely. like what's the current status it's closed my it's closed-mindedness on yeah. people that think they know what they're talking about and also those same people don't want to learn anything new anymore they gave up on 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 wanting to learn new things that they don't know anything about yeah like learning facts about because i love learning shit yeah me too like i love the most random facts about yeah i love (laughs) like yeah learning something new random facts i truly think it keeps my childhood inside me a little i'm borderline a certified doctor because of scrubs (laughs) yeah (laughs) love scrubs i there's like I, like I've actually applied things like that I've learned on Scrubs into life. Like, no, that's not really the case. She'll be fine. Because trust me, I'm pretty sure uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Chris Jerk knows what he's doing. He's like my favorite character in the history of television. I actually don't agree. I actually don't want no Scrubs. <laughs> love TLC. Yeah, I love yeah. TLC. Oh, I miss stuff like that. I yeah. miss the old R and B. 
Yeah, and she's not the I same now, like, man. Well, and it's I not, listen to everything yeah. except for country. Like I can yeah, go I from. I can only go old, like oh, super old. Country. I do like Johnny Cash. Like I like oh, Willie Nelson yeah. and Johnny Cash. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can get with that. Well, Johnny yeah. Cash is honestly, I mean, he's country, but there, like, it's really mix of country and like rock. Oh my god, it's yeah, blues too. Yeah, he's got, blues. He's got a lot in there. He's I mean, you can't really. He's a genre bender for sure. Yeah, but it's yeah that was yeah, but I'm but it's still country. It's like old country. Yeah. Well, see, George Strait is actually pretty good too. I have listened to George Strait. It is actually really good. Really? George Strait is fucking awesome. Most of it I, I truly, truly hate. <laughs> no, I truly hate I truly hate listen, listen, listen. And I tried to get in, and you know, like, I much love to T-Swift, you know, but I, I honestly was like, I think that that's the extent of my love for, and the Dixie Chicks, because I will sing Landslide at any karaoke spot if I can. Like, Aren't they the Chicks now? Are, are the, they just, are they, they drop, just, they drop they Dixie? Drop Dixie? They drop Dixie? Oh, well, oh, yeah. Yeah. They, wasn't it because of the Confederacy? Yes. Oh, my shit. God. Yeah. Yeah, they dropped Dixie because they didn't want to be, no, sorry, I'm Absolutely. I'm amazed at how much I know about the Dixie Chicks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But no, I used to, like, I grew up in a music family. Like, my dad was a blues and jazz man. My mother loved rock and roll. So there was a lot of, like, Coltrane over here, and then ACDC over here, and the Sting over here. But then there's Luciano Pavarotti over here. And then I ended up in an emo band in high school. I know, like, fun fact, which who would have ever? Yeah. But every time I give that, I know. <laughs> how do we just Every time I this? throw that out, people are like, Excuse me. Yeah. I mean, I was I listening chimed to in with what a, was the name of your you emo band? No, but I was like Dashboard Confessionals and like emo uh, okay. screamo. I was into Tooth and Nail records. You were vindicated. I, yes, absolutely. What, I mean, I was, what was into the band, like, what was the name of your band? It was Emerald Ruins. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> We could do it a was, whole podcast. I know, just, just I know. You're in a band. Joe was in a non-emo band. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Mine was rock band. We didn't go emo. Yeah. yeah no, mine was very much Sing, emo. play? What'd you play? Oh, uh, well, like, I mean, I, no. Well, I just got into, well, I take that back. I've been in the guitar for a very long time, but they would not entrust me with playing on my own. Look at those guitars <laughs> I know, I, was, I saw, but I just did, I was lead vocalist. I just did that. That was, that was I, I was too, yeah. And then I stopped screaming for a little bit because I was like, this is not good on anyone's vocal cords. And nope. of course, we didn't have a coach, so like I was just downing honey and teas, hoping for the best. Oh <laughs> that was my then, thing. Yeah. I wasn't and that I was, great of a singer. I was I just mean, the best yeah. one out of the five of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're just, you know, that was the thing. And I mean, we were doing a lot of like M ring covers and like, um, like uh, da- uh, under oath and. Um, I'm blown Dash- away by this. Yeah, and blown like Dashboard away. and yeah. like, so it, I was MXPX and like all those guys, uh, we were doing that. I was, I was doing that. I was never in a band or anything, but I do do emo songs at uh, karaoke, but I don't sing the lyrics. I just cry for four minutes. <laughs> Yeah, and I touched the the glass. And yeah, and then you know, because we were, I was doing it, and I wouldn't consider you're an them amazing e- artist. Thank yeah, you. that's hilarious. I, w- I mean, we were doing it, and I wouldn't consider them emo. But I mean, like Reliant K, that was coming out of Canton, was like popular. We were like, oh my god, we could kind oh, of like were do Canton, this thing, they? yeah, because yeah. they always say in Canton, you Canton, joy yourself, yes. Oh shit, Reliant oh, K. I, I still see believe. those guys I can't around. We're nearly an hour and a half into this, and I this just yeah. came out. Out. Yeah. yeah, I can't believe we're ag- we're talking about all your advocacy. We <laughs> <laughs> she does so much. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, I am. It's a really. I've lived a life. I really have, and it's weird. I'm only thirty three. Yeah, like, you're not even close. And not done. even close. That's why I'm like, well, I got the energy. You know, I'm like, let's do everything. I guess got awesome. I'm a, a ball of. I mean, yeah. I mean, I want you to do music like you're just like like helping kids out. I like, know. You're like, sorry, I need to leave early. I'm like, why? I'm like, no, I got a cover band. Twenty minutes. I'm. Oh my uh, god. I'm lead sax. <laughs> but it was interesting. It's interesting, right? We're playing Rover Fest. Yeah, 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 we're playing Rover. But it's interesting because when you talk about representation, right? Like, I'm a black girl from the West Side, which is yeah. a thing. Like when I was joining a hundred black women, they're like, what? Like most of the black folks are living in like Shaker and Cleveland Heights, right? So that's one. But two, it's just like you know, I talk about some of the stuff because I'm like. I wish I saw more black girls in rock bands, like, growing up. I wish, you know, like, and now I'm just, like, unapologetic about, like, who I am. But you can do and be whoever you want to be. If you want to have a marketing firm and also do advocacy and also sing emo on the weekends with your friends, do that. Like, there's, as an adult, what you also realize is, like, Oh, I could do whatever I want to do. Yeah, that, that's another, there are no yeah. limits to you this, talk right? About, uh-huh. You talk you know about what mental I mean? health yeah. right there. That is actually so positive yes. for mental health. Because like, they put you in boxes. And you always think growing up that you have to fit into this box of things. Like, you can't yeah. be the astronaut and the person, like, you know, helping dogs and cats on the weekend. But you actually act. You could. Yeah. You yeah. could. You know, it doesn't have to be one way or the other. Like, I had a philosophy professor in uh at Wittenberg she spent the first 20 years of her life as a dentist and then it like oh I was like oh I can do whatever I want and like if you know God is leading me to it I'm like well let's just do it and I feel like as long as it's not harming anyone you know like or harming yourself like you should try stuff try things see what works I know what works for me now which is great and I love that I'm there but I've done a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's another social norm um, that you can do more than one thing. Yeah, at the same time, you can you can be busy and you can be happy about it. I was playing on the volleyball team and going to my volleyball practices, and then after volleyball, going straight to band practice with my with our emo band, and that was just like the my volleyball team would have never thought. Yeah, yeah. They probably sort of kind of knew because there was. My fashion choices in high school were not like I was switching. <laughs> I was switching. Like I had this thing where I'm like, well, I want to be cool and wear rock aware. But then I also found this really cool belt from um, what was that place in the mall that sold all the goth stuff? Hot topic. Hot topics. Like I had all the graphic. That's where I got this Freddie yeah, t-shirt. Like, it's still going strong. I, it's still yeah. going strong. Yeah. Well, there's always a new generation of emo and goth kids. You know, like and it's different now. Yeah, like, it is. Well, you, you don't, don't got to hey, dress up. You like you're lucky you had no. options. I grew up during grunge. I just oh kept my saying, God. Mom, I said, give me a goddamn flannel. Yeah. <laughs> I literally... I want to tie it around my waist, Mom. <laughs> I went to this CMSD event um, two Saturdays ago, and there was this black girl, and she I had to be in high school. She had, like her you know natural hair and she had pink in it and she had the look that i had i was like i'm so proud of the youth yeah (laughs) you could be whatever black girl you want to be and i just and that's just how i was i got made fun a lot for it but i also as a leo scorpio rising i didn't care oh leo i really think that that (laughs) look at you you're like i don't even know what that means but i can tell you're about it no i am i'm bad about it and my one friend will always be like you just really never cared what people thought and i think that that was always the secret to it is that like in some spaces you kind of should because you want to be open to learning sure but in 
other spaces I was kind of like, let me, it's not a, it's not a freaking phase dad. You know what I mean? Like, let me yeah. do my thing again to our point earlier. Like if you let me do my thing, I thrive. Yeah. And that's a part of the creativity is creativity and expression and how I like to express myself and how I do it in my work and how I show up for it in my friendships and all this. Just let me do my thing. Is that a big piece of yeah. kind of what you're doing now too? Yeah. Like, like with, whether you're working with companies, whether you're working with kids, yeah. it's not like you, you can be a hard worker, you can get shit done, but yeah. you can also still take a step back and not absolutely. lose your mind. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the more I, and I know authenticity and being authentic is such a buzzword, but I do really feel like the closer I got to discovering who I am and who I want to be, the better my work turned out because yep. I think so many of us when you're going through work culture or you're just navigating life you again with the boxes like you kind of get labeled this kind of like outcast if you're not doing the things that everybody else is doing right and I also realized in marketing specifically in marketing that's what actually got a lot of people in trouble like you mean to tell me like 15 of y'all sat in this room Pepsi and they all came up with this commercial with Kylie Jenner or Kendall or Kylie I'm like wait what Pepsi is solving social justice not one person said mmm I don't think that works. It's the first thing I said when I saw yeah. it. Like, whose idea was this, right? But yeah. you think, how many rooms have you been in where, like, no one says anything? Like, you're thinking it. Like, you want to think it. You're like, yeah, but this everyone is in the not, room's like, but nobody run. wants to home be run. the person. Yeah. I am normally the person, but a rebel with a cause. Like, yeah. sometimes I say the things and it doesn't always work out in my favor or anyone else's favor. Like, people are like, yeah, we know, but we're still going to do this anyways. And then I'm like, well, at least I said the thing. Like, I don't go to sleep with it on my brain thinking I should have spoken up. I just, I just said it and they didn't go with it. And other times I'll say something and then a year later I'm like, I'm so glad I said that thing because, like, we needed to say it at that time and yeah. we're better for it now because sure. of it. But that only came from... That that starts within, right? Yeah. Like, that starts with understanding your voice, learning how your voice moves through rooms, understanding, like, how you can use it and when to use it and when it to best use it. Um, and it also comes from being like, this is who I want to be when I show up in spaces. Like, yeah. this is th not just who I am, but this is also who I want to be. There's versions of myself where I'm like, we could do less of that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm also learning that everything we we get that's given to us, you know, it can be used for something, right? Like when I was growing up, I was very shy, surprisingly, and I was a very quiet child. And somehow in college, that kind of changed, right? So that you learned a, how to. Uh, you found yourself yeah, in a I, sense. Yeah, I found myself in a sense. Learned how to break sense. free. Yeah, but then even when I found myself, you know, there's still people who are like, "We can hear Lauren down the hallway. She is loud." Yeah. But you, <laughs> you know, know how that. To control <laughs> <you>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I, I need. Like, ah. I didn't know I was being loud. I was just like uh, my energy. But it yeah. works, right? In some very many spaces, right? And then in relationships, you're like, you should probably speak like you know a little quieter you know when you're trying to get your point across about this thing that you're angry about so as not to offend you know yeah. like you know, it's a very that, yeah. that ebbs and flows right that like that is also not so, that, that is something regardless of age we're all still learning yeah how to do it's that. a journey like you talk about like the 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 kendall jenner thing is it, it is it's funny yeah it, it's well, now it's funny yeah but if there was just someone in that room that was like first of all are we really saying that with all, I understand there's maybe other ways that we can actually help racial yeah. injustice and, yeah. and people that, that feel frustrated without trying to convince them that 
someone with 300 million followers that you know does private jets that Pepsi's the answer. Yeah. Maybe there's another way we can do this. Absolutely. This is probably. I think you're going to get a lot of backlash for this. Yeah. Like there's a way to convey that. Absolutely. Like just kind of lay it out in the way that this is going to be perceived by the people that you're actually targeting. Yeah, but that's ego, right? Like we were talking about earlier, like the adults who like can't get out of their own way, who think that their way is the way, like, and I like to be in rooms where there's like diversity of thought. And we're not just, you know what I mean? Like, because I'm convinced that like, I love being in rooms where there's like think sessions or some brainstorming happening because like I might have a really good idea that I think is good, but I'll lay it on the table and somebody will take it to the next level. I'm like, that's exactly what we needed, right? Yeah. But, like, yeah. not just being stuck on, like, I know this could be a good thing, but this has to be o- the only way we do it. Yep. But you find that that happens so often. It's like, a common thing. It's a common theme. Well, I think I saw, like, because, again, really big into, like, psych and, like, you know. I like that show. Yeah, that's a yeah, good show. Yeah, I love that show. <laughs> um, <laughs> the guy from Holes, I can fix that. <laughs> I don't know if it's the, like, PR in me that's, like, really into, like... The human, I know. I, I, I really got into psych for a little bit. Though. I, like, yeah, no, uh, it's yeah. not a bad show. <laughs> Actually, uh, they uh, took me uh, a second. They came out of a movie uh, like four uh, years ago. Show. Yeah, I know. I'm a slow burn sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Casey. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually one of my favorite songs. Really? Yeah, that's the other artist that I can do with. I, that's the one other country artist like Casey Musgraves. Musgraves is that last name? Is I'm alright with the slow burn. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh dang, she. Is I know. A right? I <laughs> you said Casey. I don't know I how like, that sounded on the mic. I, I know the hook and then Casey and like the last name. I was like, couldn't ring up. It doesn't. As long as it's not George Strait, I don't know. <laughs> but um. What were we talking about? Oh, I, <laughs> we were basically talking about, um, yeah, so psych. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I love the human. <laughs> thank you for that. No I problem. love Sorry, the human I brain. Off, yeah. I love human behavior because mm-hmm. really that's how you market, right? If you yeah. can understand people, you can understand audience, you can market to people, right? Yeah. And so, very fascinated going back to your pop culture, television, and movie, very fascinated by like why people do what they do. Like, you know, why are people joining cults? And then, why are like, I watched whole documentaries on speech writing like specifically like Obama speeches and his rhetoric and how he talks and he might the way be the he best pauses speaker of all time. And, yeah but it also evokes something in us emotionally when he speaks right and that is like by design right so when we talk about that. why people oh, yeah. are doing certain things or like why there's like a group think and stuff like that I mean it's like it's human behavior it's behavior like there's yeah. this this fear ingrained in us that like we don't want to be the odd man out. We don't want to be the squeaky wheel, right? We want to be included. Like, core values yeah. in humans. It's like middle child syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's, that's like psych. essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I read, I, read, I read a book. I'm a middle yeah. child. I read a book about middle children yeah. and how they want to branch, middle children specifically want to branch out. Oh, my God. And, like, there's a whole, like, it go, it dives into not only, like, like, one, two, three, like, if you're the third child. Like, yeah. I'm saying, like, if you have, like, two sepsis siblings like yeah. that are bigger like in like y- there's a whole branch like how many girls are in the family how many boys are you the boy are you the only boy yeah. are you all boys are you the only you know it's all yeah. that yeah i get but, it yeah I get but it. that's how these decisions get made in in in, in rooms and in silos right it, because like in our core we want to belong and we also don't want to be the outcast it right? also goes back to children so, yeah because well, you, you get those subconscious yeah, ideas from yeah living your life early on yeah it's an ongoing clash of yeah standing yes. out but still belonging it's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. still stuff now 
know, but a lot of it happens from the past. Like, it even goes to the fact of, um, like, even, uh, uh, like, when someone, like, uh, just true crime shit. Sure. So, like, looking up that, like, someone was, like, uh, is someone that murders somebody. Yeah. Like, they saw something fucked up in their past. Or even pedophilia to mm -hmm. where when someone was molested as a child yeah. and they pressured in and then that person goes to jail because they molested yeah. somebody else. Like, yeah. that shit, like... It, it's, it's, a, it's yeah it's there are patterns pretty yeah much. it's frighteningly cyclical like yeah. especially things like that like it, it's it's very much handed down yeah i'm actually yeah. reading a book called the gift of fear which ugh, i hate that i'm forgetting its name right now but it's called the gift of fear you can get it on amazon but it is basically talking about how all of that is in all of us it just depends on the right moment or the circumstance or whatever because we all have childhood things you know even at the you know it sometimes it's not we have trauma and we have childhood trauma and we have um things from my childhood that are really manifesting themselves as adults yeah. but shout out to therapy i mean if you <laughs> don't unpack it it manifests itself in these different ways whether in the workplace or in relationships right so yeah. very much all of that and very much all of our inherent need to want to be accepted and belong and not want to be the odd man out and that's how you get in rooms like pepsi and everybody's like let's just all do it yeah we're gonna make a difference let's make it happen and we're gonna sell pepsi yes <laughs> then like four days later someone's like can you know what? i can't we're believe we're doing a good yeah. thing i can't believe yeah. that didn't work out it's timely <laughs> i actually want to have i want to see an episode of keeping up the kardashians where kendall jenner deals with her pepsi addiction oh my gosh yeah <laughs> and she's like yeah. i drink too much for that commercial and i hate the commercial and now i hate pepsi oh like i want to maybe it'll it. be in their new show because they, they they went off the air and then stayed off there for nearly 45 minutes yeah and then started another <laughs> show yeah and if they were really hip like some of these companies as big as they are and as much money like i would just have a commercial with britney spears being like pepsi what do you mean pepsi it's just pepsi like uh, I, I just love pepsi have you seen that clip like what pepsi do you like i don't know i just like all the pepsi I it's just like, pepsi. pepsi like that's all you need for this generation you all are not selling this right yeah. like <laughs> well it yeah. even goes back to like we kind of went back to the kardashians i didn't finish this earlier but the kim and kanye thing oh sure okay. so so there was a i, I did watch this whole video of um, pretty much calling Kim out for, like, because Kanye, like, told her, like, to, to get fashion advice, and everyone's like, that's fucked up, like, she's always been good at fashion, and you look back, and Kanye was giving her connects on well, fashion yeah, people. yeah, no, it and, was and, started and, really early. And then it even stems to, like, not only Kim, but a lot of the Kardashians, yeah. even from, uh, like, like going back to OJ of the yeah. Kardashians, yeah. using black men to get ahead. Yeah, well. And it's a whole crazy thing. I was like, no, because I, I, you notice it, but you. you don't say it. <laughs> Not going to disagree with you. Yeah, it's yeah. just wild just to, like, I mean, it might not be true. It might, I don't know. I just yeah. read, I just watched it's it, just then the I did research. That we all see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just the receipts, you know? And yeah, it's the receipts. <laughs> I mean, so true. these are hard facts. Yeah, <laughs> spitting. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, she, but I think that she acknowledges that. Kim acknowledges that in some ways. Like, there's some recent Vogue articles that have come out or. Um, YouTube clips where she's actively like, you know, I was not invited to Vogue. Like, I was never invited to a Met Gala, and I would have never been invited to that if it had not been for Kanye. And I yeah. think that she's very much aware of the ways that she can be an opportunist and, you know, trying to step outside of the scope of being a reality star. And I think she took full advantage of all of that. Now, I mean, like, we could all judge that part, you know, like, but many of us are trying to figure out like how we can get to the next step. I just think hers was very drastic and um, 
right? Like one of the conversations that we're having is there was something for both Kanye and Kim to get out of this. They right? were both like, beneficial. In yeah, sense. like because Kanye needed that also. Like you know, Kim is this reality star. He has these hopes and dreams of dressing you know her up, and like he's trying to launch his fashion brand during that time. I mean, what better model than Kim K? Right. So there was. It was mutually beneficial. Again, it's a two-way street again. It is a two-way street, and it's not just like, you know, the Kardashians are, like, taking our black men and all this other stuff. These black men are absolutely getting they know something getting out into. of the deal as well. Um, and, um, you know, that is, that, we could go down a whole runway with this. Yeah, that's but, like, I mean, it, it is a two-way street. Ah, you said a pun. You go down a runway. <laughs> yes, yes. It was yeah. a slow burn uh, for that yeah, one, too. Yeah, bada boom. Yeah. yeah. Realest gal in the room. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm not sure what Lamar Odom got out of this, to be honest. No, I don't. <laughs> Honestly, he got a hospital visit. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Lamar Odom still, did not still, wait, well. still waiting for that. Though. I love, I just, I love oh Lamar. God. He was on uh, the a celebrity season of Big Brother. Really? Yeah, Lamar Odom. And he he's... I have always loved Lamar Odom. Really? I loved him with the Lakers, 6'10", 6'6", man, coming yeah. out. I felt bad when he dropped. He was dealing, obviously he was dealing with shit. Yeah. But he was on Celebrity Big Brother, and he talked, that. I didn't watch too many episodes, but I watched, like, he talked, he openly talks about it. Wow. He's doing good. The, he, he's, look, he's looking good. good. He's looking like he's in NBA shape. Fantastic. He's killing we it. We love a comeback. We don't like to see people, like, uh, you know, falling victim to their vices. Because we all do. Yeah, and that was a too. really heavy one. I mean, getting caught up in a brothel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've never fallen in that <laughs> vice, I mean... I follow my own vices, that like, is... like sleeping until 6 p.m. Yeah, I'm like, right, I need to stop exactly. that. <laughs> yeah, the occasional wine go, that's at not that 2 bad. p.m. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, about, it's still a vice. Yeah. It's not about the sleeping <laughs> in versus brothels. Yeah. Yeah. You're okay. Absolutely. Uh, another vice, I find this... I actually find, it's, it's a good vice, but yeah. I find it very funny Yeah. Um, for some reason, because I know people, like, I'm, like some people have alcohol problems and they stop, Yeah. and I'm like, oh, I'm so happy you're sober. And like, yeah, now I just smoke weed all the time. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, that's good, but that's what I yeah, but it's like, mm, the transition. I, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know someone that did that. Like, he yeah. had an alcohol problem and he stopped. And then he was just high all the time. Like, you just Every second. Him out. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, he it's a better vice, but it's still a vice you yeah, need to work on. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, what we need to talk about next is dependency issues, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With right? children. Like, oh <laughs> no, my just... God. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's Twitter. So, I mean, that's all. Yeah. But. So what, I guess, I know you're working with a lot of groups. Like, where do you see, like, what else do you want to keep doing? Or what do you want to do more of? Or, or like, what what are the next couple years for what you're doing with the youth? And yeah. Say yes. Like, where do you see it going? What do you want to do? Best case scenario. like, like Yeah, you know, no, best ideally. case scenario, I think it's just really to get better in this lane. Like, I've never been one of those people who aspire to be like i just have to be in the c-suite like i yeah. you know like or needed the titles or like the recognition right now we all love recognition we all like to have a gold star for the work we've done i'm not going to deny that at all yeah but um i titles are really always cringy to me i mean i'm essentially in c-suite i just don't have a c-suite title you know what i mean i've been doing this work for a very long time but i mean for me it's really about um 
I don't know. I really want to just see impact. And when we talk about being able, what what is one of the reasons why you moved back from LA to Cleveland is because I think that Cleveland is a great place where you can make a difference and you can see the fruits of your labor. Like Mm -hmm. it was, it's a little different in, in Hollywood and LA, right? Like not that you can't make a difference or make change happen, but I had no affinity to that space. Right. And two, like, it's like, there's it's large and expansive and there's all of these people trying to do this thing where it's here you can like on a very small level be like oh my god the kids are getting what they need just because i made one phone call that is great right and my whole thing is to use my connections my networks my privilege my power my access to really pour into spaces that I feel committed and passionate about. And that's really it. I mean, beyond like I'm in the middle of writing a book and would like to publish this book that I've been working on for five years, (laughs) like finally finishing that. Like I want to be, I want to release that and become an author. But beyond that, it's really just to kind of thrive in these spaces and really make a difference and, and see where I can make a difference. And, Um, This has been a really like specifically this year has been great because I've been thrust into these opportunities where I know where I can make a difference. But I'm also learning a lot from some other people who are also difference makers or have the expertise and knowledge. And like I can be both a master and and a student. And I feel like that space for me is really great um, because... I just really don't thrive. I just, I just don't really thrive on needing to be the person in the room that knows everything. Yeah. Um, and I've seen the ways in small ways where even if I lifted my voice a little bit for a cause or a person, I've made an impact. I just want to continue down that kind of lane um, and see where it takes me. Like it would be great to make a difference in Cleveland and see how that work could be used as a model in other cities, right? Like ideally we would love to look at Cleveland on a national landscape as an example, right? And that, and you know, I'm always thinking about that. Like how can we do this work good and do it, you know, not just good, but great in a way where we're setting the example for other cities. Um, And I'm always constantly thinking through that. So I think, That's what the next five years for me is like really being open to just continuing to learn about these spaces, really being open to lending my ear um, and my mouth and my expertise to them um, and really just elevating Cleveland and Clevelanders. The friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that like this alone gives me joy. Like it gives me joy to see this. Right. Because like when I was younger, I didn't see it. When I was young, and not that it wasn't happening, but I feel like it's really cool as an adult who's from Cleveland to see Clevelanders really doing, like taking pride in their work and then and, and expanding that work to their community and working together to see the ways they can, you know, create really dope shit. And like, I'm like, this is a really nice space. Yeah. You know, um, I would also like to get married at one place if you guys know anyone. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I am know, single. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got dog fe- you got you got dog fever in two ways though. Oh my God! <laughs> Trust me, the people who I know they're like, single, they're single. Oh my God! Yeah. But my mentor and and sister and confidant, you know, Dr. Heather Burton, she actually wrote a book called "I'm Single, So What," which I worked on her book tour as well, and it's like 
you know, I think sometimes like the the more people learn about me, they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's intimidating for some guys. Like, yep. and I'm like, no, but I'm actually really friendly. Some, some, and I'm here for yeah. a good time. A long time. I like to do karaoke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, so some <laughs> some men do some men do fear a woman that does too much because men are sometimes more sensitive. Yeah. Than women in that aspect, like yeah. I need to be needed. Yeah. But then when a woman's yeah, like, I, no, I, I get yeah. my needs. I'm just with you to be happy. Some yeah. men are just like, I don't know how to deal. Yeah. With that. I'm like, let's just be. Happy. I don't think it's that. I don't think that men, work men don't. It's not that I don't think men don't want a woman that's successful. But yeah, there's a yep. inherent. It kind of goes back to like the, the the differences in like like some of the mental health stuff where for men it's so frowned upon. There is still just like this beat into your head that it's almost a negative if you're. Your significant other is doing better than you are. It's yeah. almost it's it's almost like Mental, a built-in yeah. insecurity. Yeah, and it's something that we always think about. It's 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 very it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's yeah. still there. And I'm always like, I'm going to leave the men to discuss that amongst themselves. In the meantime, <laughs> oh, honestly, <laughs> no, you don't want them to discuss that. Like, nothing will get know, done. Oh my yeah. god! If yeah. you leave it to us, nothing's going to oh get done. Oh my god! Yeah. That, yeah. Lot, that, yeah. <laughs> that is hilarious. Well, yeah. else can you I be mean, like, oh, we're good, right? All right, let's move on. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, I mean, you know, because I. I feel like, again, I'm just exist in like the gray where I'm always trying to find balance. And so like, that's what the next couple of years of my work look like. But I mean, I'm also like really enjoying like hanging out with my friends and, you know, going to, you know, wine tastings and like concerts. I just got back from Cincinnati because I went to go see Toro y Moi, which was amazing. This is turning into a Tinder bio. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I really want, I want dogs one day. I don't smoke. <laughs> I'm don't energetic, have kids, super but successful. open to yeah, them. <laughs> writing a novel. I'm, I'm active in the community. Yeah. That is so hilarious. But seriously, if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> you can go see her at the cigar bar. <laughs> Listen, you miss 100% of the, the shots, shots that you don't, don't take, take okay? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. That's true on the court. Yeah. That's true in life. Yeah, yeah. It, it certainly is. And now here's <laughs> six pictures of me doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a picture of you holding yeah. Roscoe's. That like, is yeah, <laughs> <laughs> BYOD, bring your own dog. <laughs> but you know what? Like I'm I love like the like talking about this stuff because I just feel like, right? Like I feel like especially those, you know, a lot of spaces that I'm in where you're like meeting like professionals. Like it's oh, yeah. like, you know, don't be so hard. And like yeah. take, you know, take yourself, take, don't take yourself yeah, so seriously. Yeah, don't take yourself so seriously. You know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. have really hard work to do, but it's like, do you like your life are you doing anything for fun like who are you outside of this boardroom you know what i mean and when i work i work really really hard um but i also like that's not a core part of my identity you know what i mean like I, i let me take that back it is a core part of my identity is to advocate for individuals but like labor in general is not something that i'm aspiring to right like i want to make a difference i want to do good i want to work hard but i also think that there's more to life than work and i feel like you know when i got back to cleveland i actually had this organization where you know there were all these leaders meeting with women who were my age and I would always tell them I'm like no one wants to hear your rags to riches story like tell us about the time you were messy like because I feel like we need to hear it you know like 
work is going on, but so is life. Like, how did you deal with your divorce? Like, how did you deal with the breakup while you were like out trying to be a boss bitch in the boardroom? Like, how did you navigate like your friendships? And like, you know, that part between 20 and 30, where you're just like, go for all these friends to really like a small circle of friends. Like, how did you navigate that stuff? And that's where I'm interested. Like, that's the stuff that I want to talk about. Like, I want to talk about, like, how we work really hard. And I think that's really important because we should be sharing that. But I'm also very transparent about, like, my life and, like, what I'm going through yeah. as an adult who has experienced a lot and trying to do a lot and work really hard because it's a balance. And I want more people to find balance and not take life too seriously because as we saw during the de pandemic we were losing a lot of people yeah. life is very very short um and you don't want to wake up one day feeling like you gave so much of your life to everybody else and didn't give any of it to yourself yeah. and so i very much operate in that like and i think that's why for some people it's very hard to figure me out <laughs> because like they'll see me and i'll be doing something like like something that's like badass like like right like at work well, then the next day, I'll be at Truman's on the karaoke stage. You're yeah. like, what? <laughs> this, this is the end What's of your novel. What's happening here? <laughs> this is the end of your novel. <laughs> I was like, I exist in the nuance. Yeah. 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 And I love that. And I want to be around people like that. So. Yeah. I don't think you're gonna have any trouble being around people like that. Okay, <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I haven't. No, I, honestly, I, I, and I, I haven't. really don't. I, yeah. I really don't think that that's gonna be. I don't think that's gonna be a challenge for you, whether you're talking in work life or, or, or personal life. Like I think, you know, when let's just like turn into like a like a personal thing. I, I don't think that somebody that I don't even want to like use the term like you know can handle someone like you. It's someone yeah. that also I think just understands someone like you. Yeah. You when you finally do find somebody that's you know kind of be your your person. Yeah. It's gonna fit like a fucking leg. I agree with yeah. that. Like it really yeah, is. I agree like with it's that. it's it's. I think you're both gonna click because you don't have you're not a nine to five person. Yeah. You're not someone. It's like I will right, we'll work there in here. Limits to my love. Exactly. <laughs> and I think people need. And I think that the the, the person you find is gonna. Is gonna not only accept it, is gonna very much understand it, and it's gonna be a big reason to why they're into you. Well, I receive that, and um, yeah, I agree with that. And I feel like the more I'm myself and transparent about myself, you know, I feel like more people are like, "That's what I gravitate towards." Also, like not just yeah. like right romantically, right? Like my friends, yeah, my friends are all like that. Also, like they work extremely hard, and then they're like, "You know what I need right now? A French seventy-five, like three of them." And I'm like, "Absolutely, <laughs> I got you, girl." Started. Don't even worry about it. Yeah, yeah I knew we should have gave Joe's yeah. girl, uh, wife a mic. Yeah, you know, or the year's French seventy five. She's like, should I call off tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> or like, let's just stay and binge watch. You know, like Friends. You know, for a yeah. couple of hours. You know, like that. Um, because I feel like rest and balance. It's just not something that again our generation has caught up to. Because again, we were grandfathered into this culture of like there are the things you gotta do when you can't step outside of the box and i think we're all just kind of like yeah we're over that i i think it's gonna be just a, a complete we're gonna keep moving toward that and i yeah. think we're gonna keep adapting to it yeah and not just workers companies are adapting to that yeah i agree and not just because it's the right thing to do it's how they keep workers yeah you know and i think that they're they're starting to understand that now and i think like the the even just meant to just having like a mental health day. Like I actually have a friend that just recently started a job where he has a mandatory one day a month, wow. just day yeah, off. It yeah. doesn't count against him. That's great. He's like, take a day and just get 
out of here. Progress. Just anything else, don't you dare email me or yeah. just get out. Yeah. Because they're realizing that that's what they need to do. And I think that's uh, the right approach. And I think it's the approach that you seem, even as, as hard as you're working, as many things as you're doing, you're still doing that. And I, that's that's key. That's why you're able to keep doing yeah, the absolutely. stuff that you're doing is because you know when it's time to take a time out for yourself and sit down and watch Friends with a French 75. I agree. Mm -hmm. And boundaries, right? Like that's something that I feel like a lot of us have to navigate and it's a journey and yeah. um you know when you first get into the workforce you know again you're really green and you really don't have a lot of room to start asking for like the stuff right like i need this i need this because they're like ah, 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 ah. you've been only working in the work field like two days now like yep. chill yeah, yeah, yeah. but we should be asking those questions right but i you know we haven't really um, been having conversations. Well, now I'm seeing those conversations. But like, again, when I first got into the workforce, I'm sure it's the same for you all. Like, there was no like, ask them about how, you know, what the time off looks like. Ask them about, we were just thinking about like, we get real money now. Like, yeah. wow, paychecks. And you know like, what? We were afraid to ask. Yeah, we were afraid too. to ask yeah. those questions. It was frowned upon, yeah. It was frowned upon. Yeah. And now I kind of feel like Gen Z is like, we're going to ask these questions. And, you know, not only that, but I'm like in a series of TikToks where folks are just like, yeah, so I'm quitting tomorrow. Like, that's still very foreign for me because I'm like, no two weeks, no two weeks, no two weeks, no, no, no. And Gen Z is like, no, because they wouldn't give us that. You know, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh. It, it used to be about, yeah. how, like, it used to be the company. So how are you going to, how are you yeah. going to benefit us? There. And now, and now the, the same question's happening, but yeah. people are like, yeah, this is how I'm going to benefit you, but how are you going to benefit me? You hear yeah. more, you're almost interviewing each other. Like, yeah, that, you that, are. That, that's yeah. Just, and that's how it should have been. And that's how it should have been and, and how it should are, be. Mm -hmm. yeah. Some of them are actually yeah. like, like addressing it that way. Way, and, which is good still not a lot but some of them actually are it should yeah. help they're, employers. they're doing it like yeah. it's got to fit for both of us it does and that's it it absolutely has to fit for everybody yeah. right because yeah. again you want to work at a place that you feel committed to and passionate about even on days that it's hard like just because i love what it i do doesn't mean that there aren't really really hard days right sure. but then part of that is i'm like i really like what i do i really love what i do it's for the kids yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta help these kids you know mm -hmm. what i mean yeah. um but yeah it has to be mutually beneficial yeah yeah. Well, where can everybody find your stuff? Or where can they find Say Yes Cleveland? Where can they find your band's music? Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> is that on MySpace? All of my band stuff is stripped. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's one video hiding somewhere, but I even I can't even find it anymore. It's on like our guitarist like personal account, and he's changed the username, so I can't even find it. If anymore. you can find it, we we'll can make it the intro. We can make it the intro. That was oh, actually, so if you hilarious. Can, if you can. Fine. We will use that as the, the intro to the, the music. If okay. Can. Yeah. <laughs> if Please. you can send me that, if you can send oh me an MP3 of any of that, I will use that for the intro and that, outro. I don't know if I'm gonna bring that stuff yeah, back I up. Think, honestly, I think you should. You're open with yourself now. That is so hilarious. Maybe I'll see what I can find. It's a comedy podcast. A we do comedy. <laughs> well, my vocals were comedy. That's what it was comedy. Yeah. Um, no, it's not comedy because it's not bad. It's just comedy because you're like, oh, it's a little form of regret. Oh, that's <laughs> I'll tell you what, the intro and the outro that we have right now yeah. is my band. Oh my god. It, he's not in anymore. Yeah. Oh, oh wait, it, what it, was oh, your it's gone. band's name? It's gone. Well, I was in like four. Oh, you were in four bands. Yeah, this was the last band that I was in. Okay. And the guy that I started this podcast with, he and I were in the band together. Wow. And we're like, well, what do we use? Like, oh, I know. Let's just use that old song that we used to use. So oh that's what the intro and the outro is. It's a song that we did is because for some reason we were like, 
it's not like we're going to use a, a band that you know that we like. They're not yeah. going to let us do yeah. that. So yeah. we just use our own. Yeah. Well, um, find it, please. That's I'm going to. Asking. Yeah, because I still want to know. It's where okay it's at. with you. Yeah. No, I'm okay with that. I'm not going to no, force like, you. There's a, no, listen. You can't force me to do anything. Like no. I literally am. <laughs> nice. I'm like, eh, nah. No, yeah. I'm going to actually go and find yes. it because I really want to find it now. Yes, Queen. Um, thank you. <laughs> Woo! You know, we all love a yes, Queen. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you can find me, um, I hate this, like, if you just Google Lauren R. Welch, <laughs> but um, beyond that, uh, it's at L. Rochelle W. on Twitter and Instagram and um, Lauren R. Welch on LinkedIn, if that's your jam, you know. Um, my marketing firm is laurelcadence.com. Um, and they, Laurel Cadence also has an Instagram account where you can see all of my work. And then if you love the kids and the kids and parents in Cleveland, like I do, you can find Say Yes Cleveland at sayyescleveland.org where you can sign up to be a mentor or donate some cash to us or really just figure out how you can use your expertise or knowledge to help us get resources to kids. So that's awesome. And that was, I, that's, I think there's a lot of people that want to help and maybe don't necessarily know how to, Absolutely. especially mm -hmm. on a local level. Sure. Um, so that's great that there's a way that that kind of walks them through what they can do, whether Absolutely. it's monetary, time-wise, whatever. I think I do think there's a lot of people that want to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. say yes to the dress or the pants. Yeah, or the kids. <laughs> or the kids. Well, I mean, if the, ki if the kids are like, I oh, want a dress yes. or I want pants. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which they can use. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. like people forget, like, we're still in Cleveland. We, we don't only have a literacy problem. We have a poverty issue. That's really prevalent in so many of our communities and beyond just regular resources like yoga is great, but also so is shoes and pants and clothes, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So is books. Donate some books. You know what I mean? That stuff is all essential. So Donate some time. Donate time. We need mentors. Mm -hmm. Like... You know, if you're like, I can mentor. We it literally, it's it is so easy. Like you know, like you're going to a baseball game. Take a kid to a baseball game. You know, help them figure out how to navigate college or high school. Like, yeah. talk to them. Just they I won't do use... a I won't do a comedy class. So I'll be like, hey, what are your traumas? Oh, write it down and okay, tell yeah. it to a no, group of strangers. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I probably can't mentor either. I was like, do you just want to come over and like watch like Scrubs? <laughs> <laughs> or, no. listen to, or listen to TLC? We do you guys have a kid that wants to watch Scrubs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, Thank you for having me on. Oh, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this fun. was fun. Always appreciate when anyone takes time. Quite frankly, I'll talk to you afterwards. Uh, this uh, I'm single, so what? I'm. Oh my god. I'm intrigued right? about. Yeah. I really, really am. It's. A I've great always look. wanted to do, and I still want to do, like a kind of like a dating mentality. Oh like my gosh. Current day episode yeah, with people that kind of. <clears throat> know what they're talking about or have experience in it so i'm, I'm we're going to talk about that after would love that yeah yes but this was i'm we're always appreciative when anyone takes time whether they're coming from columbus or whether they're coming from down the street because we know this is it's it's usually a pretty longer involved you know like i mentioned when we were communicating back and forth like it's a long form interview and we faded and out of topics that make yeah. sense and that don't yeah. but uh we always appreciate it and yeah. we love talking to people that are really focused on Northeast Ohio, Cleveland specifically, and you clearly fall in that category. Yeah, yeah Cleve till I die, right? For sure. <laughs> ah, lights up. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Uh, everyone, please make sure you check out Brian on the Funny Bus. We also got a show coming up June 3rd. June 3rd, Raj Suresh, who is our uh, one of our recent guests, he uh, he's filming his first special. 
Uh, I forgot what's the building called again. You know, the Westfield Theater. Westfield downtown. Theater, June third. It's uh, seven. It's around seven o'clock, but I think the show will start around eight. Um, but it's free drinks. It's a free show. Bill Squire, Mary Santor, if Malin Cox is going to be there. Uh, Raj hosting. is filming his special. I'm hosting. It's gonna be a lot of fun. You show up. Yeah, no, it's I free. was like that. Okay, bring awesome. your friends. Yeah, yeah have, well, have fun. I'll, I'll send you the info. But yeah, it's a cool. free show. Uh, yeah, but uh, we're just reserving tickets for everyone now. Raj just came on last week or Thursday or something and, and promoted the show. But uh, free show with Mary, Bill, Brian, and Raj. Free drinks. It's a good show. Kind of hard to beat that. So yeah. I, I definitely In encourage people to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> am I right? Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> am I white? I am half. <laughs> But Joe, what do you got coming up? <laughs> what do I have coming up? This is literally all I do. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> well, you, well, no, you were telling me earlier you got a cool. I mean, you you just told me for the first time you got a cool jujitsu thing happening. No one could uh, go to that, but it just shared. No, 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 no. A buddy, of, me and a buddy of mine are, are signing up to go out to Vegas in September to compete in the World Jiu Jitsu Championship. That's cool. Wow. So, that should be a real quick tournament for me. I assume I'm going to get smoked in the first couple yeah. of minutes, and then, uh, but then I'll be back. And, yeah, uh, you know the podcast <laughs> won't miss a beat. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's my news. That's and then awesome. uh, after this, I'm uh, probably going to go upstairs and eat some soup. Yeah, love it. Yeah, soup and bread. Soup it up, big my day. Guy. Yeah. Big day for me. Yeah. yeah. But Lord, thank you again for coming. Thank out. you. For yeah, that was fun. Me. That's it. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>